0: Log Talk Radio.
1: And relax
2: in this beautiful space that you've created. Okay, let's stand up. Okay, we're gonna expand the energy. You're gonna do it the form with your eyes closed, so you internalize the energy completely. So just close your eyes. In order to go out, you gotta go within. Tai Chi is a method of doing it that allows all energy condensed in the very core of your body. And as you continue this practice or any of your Tai Chi forms. Practice with your eyes closed sometimes so you can really internalize it. And some marvelous things will happen. I won't spoil your experience. If you are not sexual, you cannot be spiritual. Because it takes energy to be spiritual, it takes energy to meditate. And I'm not talking about alpha relaxation. I'm talking about meditation, dynamic, deep meditation. Learning to rotate your consciousness through the body in certain specific psychic pathways that the tantric traditions of life And In this way, we open up and enliven ourselves to the possibility of being able to create and be any and everything your potential will allow in this
1: lifetime.
2: But I found that this is very effective for developing my sexual energy. And, and when we talk about sexual energy, we aren't talking about making love. We're talking about the natural energy that flows through our body that makes us alive. We put the connotation sexual because that's how we deal with it. But there are many ways of using your sexual energy. Creativity, writing, painting, martial arts, for many, many ways. But this will increase your sexual energy for what we call love. It just takes a little practice to get this current going. Do your breathing. And instead the energy going out... Earth goes Into your system If you really want To communicate And the only way We as men Can really communicate With a woman Is opening up A heart chakra On a heart to hear And that's your First step learning how to use farging or anything else. It's developing your sexual energy. You see, the microcosmic orbit is, is for your health. It creates this orbit around the body and goes into the five internal organs. The Cobra breath works strictly with the spine. But the yoga that we just built, it, it works through a lot of thrusting channel in Tibetan, I mean, in Chinese. In Tibetan, it's called the um. The center of our bodies and we say that well I don't feel it you got to develop it you got to develop the sensitivity of it because it's there just because we don't feel it one or two times we ignore it or forget it that's why it takes discipline and what does discipline mean you've made a decision to do something to complete completion we look at that word completion nothing is ever complete because everything is constantly changing and moving changing shape changing energy patterns so this whole thing that we're doing here from the physical or the martial arts into the mental and spiritual things it's it's not a three-day wonder you know it's your life and as you exhale slowly open your eyes very slowly
3: Now rocking with the best This is Coach Kair And Original Native Radio Holla uh, We're glad y'all tuned in To Zoom in tonight we're Broadcasting live and direct On the 4G network That's right, right out the Batcave Getting it in Got some good groceries on here I gotta go ahead and get my meal down Because my diet is changing Because as of late I've been understanding that my food combination Has been causing me my issues you know, and we've been slowly poisoning ourselves. I am not gonna be this gloom and doom type of uh type of teacher or type of host and um be all like, you know, we're getting ready to die. No, we are not going anywhere, but the purpose is we wanna live something fulfilling, we wanna live something that's alive and we wanna be able to participate, you know. I mean, I saw my father getting old, and that was his thing. He didn't want to go to the old folks' home and have somebody pushing him around and none of that. He 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 didn't want to have to have his uh you know no depends undergarment and things like that. And just because we're young, we still have to consider some of these things. Really, all of these things, because soon that'll be us. So we gotta do something about that. So tonight, without further ado, I'm going to just be so elated. <laughs> to bring in, first of all, my comrade who turned me on to this magnificent science. Uh, We call him the Greensboro Shaman. Caller from the 336-456. This is my man, Amsu. You're on the air.
4: Yes, sir. How you doing, Brother Cahill?
3: Everything is all good. How you feeling today?
4: I'm feeling outstanding, brother. I feel good, man. Long day. That's but what's up, that's know. what's up,
3: that's what's up. So, um, are you ready? To, last week, we uh, we got it popping up in this rascal. And you told me, you said as soon as uh, Dr. Nardi, the founder of Symptometry, got in the building, that's what was going to happen. And sure enough, we lit the lines up, and, we, uh, and hopefully we made an influence on some people's lives.
4: Yeah, and I feel that you did last week because we uh, even had some people from the show, you know, even contact me in regards to finding out what my process has been like with uh, Centometry and um, just, you know, giving giving them some insights on how how it's affected me and and the things to, you know, look forward to in themselves. So absolutely, man, Um, we've got the uh, train moving now for sure.
3: That's, that's what's up. We got the train moving. So, look, as we just started, because I like to let people know, you know, uh, the backgrounds of some of my guests. Can you just give us a little bit of your background, uh, what you've been practicing, what you do, and, um, and how you ran up on symptometry before we bring out the on?
4: Oh, absolutely, uh, Kaya. Um, um, back in uh, 1995, um, I was uh, just uh, went out with my, uh, my ex to um New Mexico to visit to find out um about a, a Asian medicine school out there in Santa Fe and I was still working in you know the engineering um field at the time and so while we were out there man I just fell in love with the the mountains out there, Santa Cristo Mountain and I said, Well can I take an interview too? So um, I went through the whole interviewing process and that was on December the eighth, nineteen ninety five. And I went back to uh, Norfolk, Virginia, and resigned from my my job um, in Norfolk on December the 13th. And then on December the 29th, 1995, I packed up the uh, moving truck and my car and everything, and was moving out to Santa Fe with um with the fam and every the family. So that was a process that I started, and I went to the international institute of chinese medicine in san Fe, which is no longer uh, in existence but nonetheless i did get a good education there and uh, studied acupuncture chinese medicine and i had already been into tai chi and um some of the dao tai chi uh, philosophies and things like that for a while so i went out there and after i graduated in 98 um came back to uh can well we went back to Norfolk then we moved to North Carolina and started uh practicing acupuncture and Asian medicine since then. Since nineteen ninety nine. I've been uh been in North Carolina and, you know, that journey has been varied. You know, I started I've been on was on a spiritual path, so that was always my, my focus. And fast forward um, did the body talks and um, lots of other energy medicine, studied many other systems, but just uh, last year, um, I was looking for something more. You know, it seems like my spirit was saying, hey, there's something more to this. And I was looking for answers, and I was going through my own health issues, e- even as a um, healer and a practitioner, and it just happened so I was turned on and introduced to Dr. Nardi and within a few few days I had a miraculous turnaround um, especially with the side of pain that I had, had going on and that was like two years non-stop man, I mean non-stop and I had some other things going on as well but that was the primary one and from there I started and I just was like a, a switch that flipped and I was turned on by it and I've been you know, studying it and reading it and talking to Dr. Nardi as much as I could to find out about the science behind the spirituality. So really, this is something that's really, really phenomenal for me in in the sense that there is some things that is proven, you know, things behind spirituality. And and this right here makes the journey much more meaningful for me and not such a, you know, me just relying on, certain things that I can't explain, but uh right now that's where I am, and so I'm in Greensboro practicing at the natural vitality center, and uh we're doing acupuncture still and we're also um learning more about I'm learning more about symptometry. So at some point um I will be able to use both of them. Um however I could use you know, um, centometry exclusively, but why throw the baby away with the bathwater, you know, the need for that.
3: Thank you. I appreciate that. And we're going to have to do a show where we talk about some of the extensive training that you have, because, you know, I'm still curious about that body talk. I know a lot of other people are too.
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The body talk is is a phenomenal uh, tool as well, a good system that's, that's based upon energy. Yeah. So, and, and we are energetic beings, as you know that for, sure, for a fact, you know. So. Mm. Mm-hmm, exactly.
3: But tonight yeah. is ladies' night up in this rascal. Ladies, put your hands up. That's <laughs> the ladies in the building tonight. Tonight is ladies' night. Dr. Nardi has talked to me. Um, talked to me uh, last week about how important it was for women and the healing of our nation. And he wanted to, he, and he noticed there was a lot of callers giving him a call that were female, and he said, Kaya, we really got to address this. So I want to bring on my sound host tonight, Dr. Nardi. Dr. Nardi, your microphone is open. How are you doing today?
5: Oh, yeah, yeah, fine, fine, Coach Kaya. Um, fine,
1: fine, fine.
3: Good, 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 good. Um, I'm really happy that you could join us today at Original Native Radio for our weekly discussion and getting into, uh, this real, this healing process and taking away the myth. That you know, um, you know, uh, well, I'm supposed to live like this, or it's hereditary, or you know, all these, or the doctor told me such and such, or I don't have a chance. So I'm really glad that you're on here to introduce this information to us and um, getting ready to take it away. Um, originally, because we might have some new listeners tonight, I'd like for you to start off. Um, telling us a little bit about Dr. Nardi And um, your background And then how you came into Symptometry and how you feel Is necessary for us today
1: Oh, Okay
5: Thank you very much um, I'm a, uh, Originally a trained Homeopathic doctor from the British Institute of Homeopathy But um, The way I was taught Homeopathy uh, lived Much to be desired So um I could not treat myself Uh, I started the process but I need I wanted to understand what is it what is really involved in the healing process this um, I was not able to get it from homeopathy so um, when I started studying quantum physics um, I had a better insight into the root cause of uh, human diseases and then I took I decided to take mankind back to the beginning where everything started. Um, this was what led me to symptometry. Basically, that's it. And um, I started symptometry <clears throat> in 1992. But uh, prior to that, I started experimenting. And um, it was in 1990. That I had cured all my diseases, and uh, most of my issues are well known at uh, the American College of Symptometry, where they are studying the life history and the profile of the founder. Um, I was bleeding from my ear, nose bleed was regular, um, gum swollen gums, uh, and bad breath that could fill a whole apartment. And uh this I mean so many things went on and uh, I finally cured myself and uh that was before nineteen ninety. Uh this is why I insist that any uh, any 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 individual who decides to study symptometry before he or she gets his or her license, uh she should have cured all his or her diseases first. So I said the president, and so is going to be. And uh, the board and the Grand Council of Symptomatic Therapeutics have accepted this as the model for symptometry. And basically that is where we are. I love how you said
3: you set the model by healing yourself because we do notice that there are a lot of doctors who are sick, a lot of doctors who smoke cigarettes, a lot of doctors who uh come down with cancer and uh can't treat themselves and go to other doctors and then have to leave the practice you know well, that's right the practice quote unquote practice of medicine <laughs> and um end up not having you know the the latter part of life being happy um what say you now, with what you've learned and the people that you've um, interacted with and the diseases that you help people cure, um, are you angry with the medical profession? Are you angry with the doctors here in the West? Or what are your feelings on um, the medical practice here in the West?
5: Well, initially, initially I, was, I was very angry uh, because uh, I was sent home to die because all, my, all the, the clinical tests were negative. And I was still losing weight, and uh, at five ten, I was weighing only 125 pounds, and uh, my bones were sticking out. My 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 my, my jawbone was terrible. Uh, my cheekbones were elevated, and uh, when you watch this this the the movie Scream, the movie Scream, if you have ever watched that movie Scream the the mask the, the the picture of the mask reminds me, reminded me of myself you know that that was how emaciated I was but um, uh, eventually thanks to my wife uh, who sent me to to Britain and my discovery of homeopathy uh, started turning my life around but that was not good enough and it was uh, after I had forgiven my father. My father was very, very abusive to me, and even the day he died, um, I, I cared less about him. But um, um, after I forgave him, then I feel the
4: doors
5: of heaven open wide. And uh, this was where I began to link up with things that I didn't know anything about, because initially... Um, even though I was more inclined towards spirituality, it did not mean much to me. It did not mean much to me. Uh, but later, it started, to, mean, uh, it started to, to get a lot of meaning, especially after my wife nurtured me because I had suffered so much. You see, when you suffered for a long time, you are conditioned to accept suffering as part of life, as part of existence. So I said, okay, all right. It was my karma. It was my karma to come here and suffer. All right. So after, that is called resignation. I resigned to accept my fate. And then my wife said, no, no. There must be a better way. So my wife nurtured me back to health. She was very instrumental in going, my going to Britain. She was instrumental in paying my school fees and all that. This is why today she is the winner. She is the winner for a woman who is sixty years old and has not had joint pain and skin problems, headaches, migraine swelling nothing since nineteen ninety two For a woman to go to, to have to experience this, she is the winner, and I would like to dedicate today to women, because we have three adult daughters, and they are all healthy. We have one granddaughter, who is two and a half years old. She is perfectly healthy, and I help her, I help her mother, my daughter, to bring her into this world after only six Hours of labour, and that was astonishingly shocking. Yes, I did the pregnancy management from start to finish. So when it when it comes to women, I know a whole lot about women. I have written about women in uh, the downside of nutrition, chapter nineteen. That is the longest chapter of that book. That's the longest chapter. All women should buy this book. And read chapter 19, uh, is dedicated to women. I'm talking about contraceptives, what they do, and so on and so forth. So there are certain issues about women that should be brought to the, general att- to the uh, people's attention. Because many women do not even know about their body. They don't know anything about their body. They do not know what white discharge stands for. They do not know what yellow stands for. They do not know what green discharge stands for. They do not know what black menstrual blood stands for. I had women who menstruate black blood, like like charcoal, cota, black. And they do not know what what is causing that. Yes. And uh, they have congestive headaches. Congestive and I cured a woman whose epilepsy or seizures coincided only with her menstrual with her menses. She will be fine for 24 days, and then when her menses kicking in, it's over. She will have three seizures in one day. I cured her. Gone. What did I do? that physicians are not able to do. I am not angry at physicians because a teacher only teaches what he or she knows. A teacher teaches only what he or she knows. So if the physician attended medical school, a medical school teaches only anatomy and physiology, clinical exams and all that and the electrodiagnosis, and that that is what they are trained to do, well, that's what a physician is going to do. But I, I am taking mankind back to the starting line. Don't start in the middle of the, of, of the field. Start from the very beginning, the starting line of the field. That is what I was instructed by the spiritual masters to take mankind back to the beginning the beginning is nothing zero the forces energy the forces produce energy from energy we had force again then we have particles and particles give us quantum physics particle physics Therefore, if you want to know something about a person, you will have to define a person. Anatomy and physiology are not persons. This is why physicians don't know anything about a person. You go to a physician today that he is going to, be, he's going to subject you to a three-step approach. Step number one, clinical test. Step number two, diagnosis. Step number three: prescription. That's it. This physician does not know anything about the root cause of of your ailment. You have a headache, take this pill. You have a here, take this. I was I was I was uh, uh, after studying the uh, echocardiography at the uh, medical institute in Chicago. I worked under a cardiologist. And the way he was treating the uh, people, it uh, did not sit well with me. I asked him, "Please, sir, what causes palpitation, fast uh, heartbeat? What causes that?" Oh no, no don't worry about it. We we have drugs for that. Don't worry about those things. We have drugs for that. Oh yeah? Okay. After I after after running all kinds of eco tests, and I saw. Heart murmur, I mean, mitral valve prolapse, tricuspid uh, uh, regurgitation, and all that. I ask again, what causes tricuspid regurgitation or mitral valve prolapse where the valve is not closing properly? Oh no, we have drugs for that. That's all right. We have drugs for that. This is the PDR, uh, physician death reference. This really turned me off. So I am not angry at physicians. I am not. So that answers your question in a very long way.
3: <clears throat> but a very thorough way. Thank you. I know tonight is ladies' night, and we got a lot of ladies on the line, and we're going to talk about, um, especially that next point I want you to lead into was about forgiveness and about how emotions can uh, lead into stress and sickness. But bef- But before we do that, I want you to talk about the importance of men listening to this call tonight, even though, because we're going to have another call about the men, because prostate cancer is killing us, the African American male in North America, probably all over the world. Um, But why is it important that the men listen to this show tonight um, that we're dedicating to the ladies um, so they can um, support them or just. In in your ideal of your view of symptometry, why is it important <clears throat> that um men listen to this show? And I want you to talk about um that that story you told me too about the man cooking for his wife.
5: Now um first as I said I was taking mankind back to the beginning, the starting line. You have to define a person. Who is a person? A person is a twelve facet life form that is that has a foundation of nerves and blood foundation of nerves and blood what do the nerves do they transmit signals where do these signals come from they come from the field of energy therefore we are a field of energy electromagnetic field that's what we are this is the beginning when you talk I like to discuss nurturing. Nurturing is very important because it brings out the best in a person. We always go back to the person. Nurturing brings back brings out the bring, nurturing nurturing brings brings out the best in a person. When you use vibrations, use transfer of vibrations. What do I mean by this? Touching your wife. Massaging your wife. Always start from the brachial plexus around the shoulder. Start from there and go down and down and down, and down. This is very important because you are transferring vibration from a higher level of vibration or a higher concentration of vibration to a lower concentration of vibration. The woman is also going to respond in kind. There is also another way of nurturing a woman, in other words, bring out the best in a woman. Do the dishes. I do the dishes. So the other day, I mean, I had <laughs> I had a cousin come over and saw me doing the dishes and all that, and my my wife was sitting down, relaxing in the in the chair, watching TV. The little when we went, I said. Well, you did it. You did the dishes. I say yes. I do that all the time. I I scrub the toilet. I scrub the bathtub. You do that? I say yes. Why? What's wrong? Oh no, no, I don't do those things. Women do those things. Uh, no, 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 no. Marriage is a partnership. One is not superior to the other. Marriage is a partnership. So once you get married, you have to let, down, let go of your ego. And then you accommodate the needs of your partner. And your partner will accommodate, accommodate your needs. This is how you bring harmony to the household. Children, if you have one, if you have a few of them, They will be watching. They will be watching. And they will emulate your example. This is how you become role model for your own children. Your children do not have to look for role models uh, among basketball players or football players. Your dad and your mom should be your role models. So when it's time to cut the grass, I go and cut the grass. My wife does not cut the grass. I do everything. All I want my wife to do is do some cooking. Okay. You cook the stew, I will cook the basmati rice. You cook this, I will cook that. You do this, I will do that. I give my wife a break. Yes. And we've been married for 33 years now. And she's still as radiantly beautiful as the first day I met her. And this is So when you are talking about fighting, separation, divorce, and all that, this happens when the man does not know how to nurture a woman. When you bring out the worst in a person, you are also going to get negative vibrations surrounding yourself. And eventually, both of you are going to be losers. Both of you are going to be losers. And our cells divide by using calcium, folic acid, and positive vibrations. Positive vibrations. If you are not producing enough positive vibrations, or you are not receiving enough transfer of positive vibrations from your partner, you are going to have diseases because our cells don't divide with negative impulses or negative vibrations. So this is how you have fibroids. All the women that are treated who have fibroids have had a problem in their marriage. They have a, all the young women, they have, had, they have had problems with their parents. There is always something about negative vibrations and tumors, tumor in the breast is very common, and all this come from negative vibrations, pent up emotions. Somebody did something to you, and instead of forgiving the person, you 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 become so very bitter and you feel yourself with rancor. No, don't do that. The man should be very very supportive. Of their women. Very supp- my wife was very supportive of me. She was the one who asked me to tell me about forgetting, uh, for- forgiving my, my, my father. You no, know, your father didn't know. You know, those people do in, in, the, in the 50s, all they knew were, was beating their children, flapping them and all that, you know. So that was what they knew at that time. We are now in the new day, new age. Things are supposed to change. Let us set the example. Let us change this. And we started changing this. So it's a partnership.
4: Yeah. I have a question to ask, Dr. Nardi. Um, in in conjunction with what you're, you're saying, how does the food that we eat affect our the, the way that we treat people and the way that we behave towards one another? How does it affect ourselves that cause that type of distortion in our communication? Okay. The kinds of
5: foods we eat are very important. That's why when you read the book called What to Consume, I use 14 and a half years to use science, uh, I use 14 and a half years to use science to weed out all the foods that eliminate brain peptides, all the foods that eliminate brain essentials, when you eat foods that have cyanide, when you eat foods that have hydrocyanic acid, you will not be able to produce enough brain essentials. And if you are not producing enough brain essentials, you will be very impatient your perspective will be twisted. As a result, your judgment will be faulty. What is not supposed to bring trouble in the house will, will, will make you irritable, will make you angry, unnecessarily. This will make you to even abuse your wife in, in the presence of your children. In, in the, in the, humiliate your wife in the presence of, of your friends. You can't do that, because a person is energy. You are hurting the woman's feelings. You are hurting a woman's feelings. And in those days where women did not go to work and they had to sit at home and take care of the children, and the woman were to rely on you for a pocket money and for money to buy shoes, money to do this, money to do that, She will have to have all these negative feelings and she will be in poor health. But eventually, eventually, when she learns to forgive, she will live longer than the man. This explains why women live longer than men. If men want to have a long life, they have to learn how to forgive, how to
1: respect
5: the women, and also how to go to bed without any pent-up emotions. Because this, in addition to the food, the wrong foods you'll be eating, will distort your perspectives. And You'll be cut off. Now you drink alcohol. You'll be cut off from the spiritual world. Now once you are cut off from the spiritual world, you will not get any signal warning you of the danger ahead. You just run into the danger head first. And this is how you terminate your life. Much sooner than that of your wife. Go to the nursing homes. Women are living longer than their husbands. Go everywhere. There are more women who outlive their husbands. So Coach Kair asked me, what, why, should women, why should men listen to this? And what is in there for men? There is a lot in there for men to help them to change their attitude towards women. If they change their attitude, they will have a long life. If they change their attitude, they will have less diseases, fewer diseases. Our cells don't divide with negative impulses. They divide with positive impulses. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Dr. Nardi. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I hear you, Am, so you said, whew, the vibrations. Let me get, you know, I got to get them, you know, I got to get them in here right quick. a lot of times um well Amsu, have you seen that a lot of times you know not even this in your medical practice but um i mean or or, or your naturopath that men are very um they don't put two and two together they don't put the hell they putting their wife through or their or they partner through or the, the attitude toward women that vibration how it affects their um their health
4: absolutely i, I mean i see it every day Mostly in, in the men that I work with, is that they have not a clue as to how a woman functions and, nonetheless, how how to communicate. And in our society, that's not really something that we have as even a right of passage. It. It's just like, well, we just know women we're attracted to them, and there's you know something of a sexual uh, desire or attraction. But outside of actually really understanding. And, and listening and and understanding the, the reverse polarity and the reverse force, uh these are the things that are, are really missing and and I see it from people in all from all uh demographics, you know, economic backgrounds and everything. There's so much ignorance about it. And just you know, just in in itself some of the things that that uh That uh, Stephen Chang and some of these other people Write in, you know, the things like the Tao sexology And I know Dr. Nardi talks about how We have to be uh, healthy on all seven fronts And one of them is sexuality But um, oftentimes some of the issues That men and women that we experience Are really based in our, our ignorance And, you know, that we've not been exposed to so yeah, to, to answer your question, um, absolutely.
3: absolutely. Yeah, um, Doc, I want to uh, I want to ask you also because sometimes, well, I always want to keep it balanced. That's why I um, I teach in my coaching, uh, no blame, no shame, because blame has an energy, and, and being a victim has an energy, a low vibrational energy. What about um um, but not a lot of women though. I feel self-imposed stress and disease on themselves from blaming men for their bad relationships. I myself preach accountability. And they say, well, what about this guy? What about this guy? I say, what about the next guy? I say, your attitude is going to determine your altitude on the next one that you get. But if you keep talking about the last one you had, you're going to keep on getting that same vibrational energy until you deal with it with some accountability. So can you talk about um how releasing and forgiveness can work as um a a medicinal energy for women uh, in relationships and in their body with symptometry?
5: yeah um you see i always i am i've uh, you can ask some of my students um, every
1: problem
5: Every problem gives you the opportunity to excel. Every problem gives you the opportunity to excel. Look for that opportunity in every problem and you will not have a problem. So if if my wife don't, don't forget, don't forget that well I did not tell you I did not tell you much about uh but my wife gave me the permission to, to say it. I married my wife against against the wish of my parents. My parents, my mother did not bless our wedding. And, all right, did I turn around and our things were snowballing and uh, to negativity and negativity. I did not blame my wife for it. I did not blame I did not even blame myself. Okay. What is the next step now? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Okay. All right. They did not they did not bless our marriage. So since we since, since they did not bless our marriage, what are we going to do? Now, let us do our best to continue to live nicely so that eventually we will not think that they are going to they are going to be ashamed. They will learn something from it. And yes, and yes, thirty years later, they all learn something from us, and today, they are now coming to us for advice. Now, when you have a woman who is being very troublesome, yes, some women are troublesome. they themselves know that they cause trouble, and i've had I've had problems like this with uh, many couples. So when they come to me, I said, All right, you tell me what you've not told me. Oh but Dr. Nadia, what does that what does that mean? I said no, I'm not going to I'm not going to change it. I'm not going to embellish it. I'm going to repeat what I said. I said tell me what you did not tell me. All right. Then the the husband said, "Please elaborate." All right. Does something happen in the bedroom? Yes or no? Then this one will look at the other one. The other one will start smiling and all that. No, no, no. I didn't ask you to smile. Please answer my question. Did something happen in the bedroom? Yes or no? Oh, to tell the truth, Doctor Nade, he sleeps in a different bedroom. Ah ha! Okay, we are going to start from here. Why do you sleep in another bedroom? Or why do you sleep on the couch and your wife sleeps in this? Oh, because, all right, okay, don't give me all the details. I know what happens between man and woman. But please stop blaming each other. Bring out the best in your wife. And I ask the wife, usually I ask the woman to give me a few minutes. I will talk to the man. I we call that man to man. I will say, listen, your wife, I don't know what is her emotional background, the kind of trauma that she has had, because many women have had a lot of traumas. And sometimes from time to time these traumas revisit them. Some of them were married before. And sometimes what you are doing reminds them of the of the man in their previous marriage. So this will bring out the worst in them. This will bring out fire in them. This will bring out ambers in them. So, please lower the temperature. So whenever you see that your wife is angry, please let her chill out and then find something that she likes you to do for her. Alright? What about taking her to the bathroom? What about scrubbing her back? What about doing something that she likes? Oh, I have never thought about that. Okay. So the blame game stops, and then you are transforming a problem into an opportunity. This has always been my approach, and it has always succeeded with all the couples that I've had.
3: It's always, it it does always seem like it's some secrets, because that's the shame game that um, that has been played in an ugly checkers game, not even a chess game, you know, because you have women ashamed due to maybe their sexual appetite, but then the brothers ashamed because of their uh, lack of performance because we have
5: Yeah, but sorry, sorry for uh, taking the wheel out of your seat. How can you have intercourse? When the man has frowned for 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 the past three hours, and the woman is frowning, still frowning, for he has been frowning for the past one
1: and a half hours. I mean, there is no chemistry there.
3: <sighs> Absolutely, none. None, and 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 that's the one thing I don't. Um, they say they had an old song said. Amso, I know you remember, make up to break up, that's all we do.
1: <laughs>
6: I
3: said that's some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to me. What you think, Amso is it, I mean how you like that song or do you like or do you even like that song?
4: Um, it's a, it's I tell you it's, it's a very interesting song because it it just kinda mirrors, you know, what we do. It's like a back and forth thing. But as uh, Doctor Naughty uh spoke on, it's it's like this is something that we have to do to to transform ourselves, you know, to to, to start to nurture in the woman, and and in kind, you know, the woman nurtures us. So, you know, the 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 song pointed out the issues that we have, but now we want to move into the resolution and and the healing. So that's how I feel about it, you know. Mm. Uh, it, you know, it's so so it's it's so it's easy for us to to point out. Bad part, you know, but it's, it's transformative to actually be able to move beyond it and heal it, and uh, that takes work. Definitely takes some work and it. It also takes, you know, being able to align ourselves with the proper proper things that we need to put into our bodies and clean out some of the old patterns that are that are governing um, that type of uh, behavior as well. <laughs>
3: Absolutely, absolutely. I ain't going to keep on talking about the philosophy of it. I'm ready to go ahead and let Dr. Nardi loose on some of these conditions that women suffer from. Dr. Nardi, I know one of the things, I mean, I want you to get into the, we talked about the fibroids. uh, We talked about the the, the, the lumps in the breast. We have uh, ovarian um, cancer. We have cysts on the ovaries. We have um, all type of issues. But I know one of the big things that you talk about is... Um, tampons as well as, and I want you to, when you talk about that, I want you to talk about uh, dushing too. I want you to talk about those too, just in case we have anybody who has a question about that. Also, if anybody wants to call in, uh, it'd be a good time to now. I'm gonna open up the phones in a couple minutes. 347 205 9089. 347 205 9089. You are rocking with the best. This is Coach Kair, uh, the Greensboro Shaman, brother Amsu, aka Charlie Abbott. As well as Dr. Nardi from Symptometry. Uh, big shout out to everybody in the chat room. We got Delaware in the building. We got Philly in the house. We got Detroit up in there. We just all over the place tonight. So we want to thank everybody around the world, Virginia, uh, DC, out there on the West Coast. We want to thank everybody for making this call so hot. And please repost it on your Facebook. Send it in a tweet. Next week when we come back, put it on a um, send an email out. Uh, go to uh, RelaxationIsTheKey.com and give me your uh, email address and put in the comments that you listen to the show and you want to become a part of the uh, newsletter. So you can keep up with the, all the wonderful programs that we have each and every week with not only Dr. Nardi, but on Monday we have the uh, World of the Alchemist, which fits in lovely with this, and then we have Vagina Power on Wednesday, and then we're talking about the Holy Orgasm on Thursday. So we got a lineup for you. We want everybody to be involved and participate as um often as possible, so if you want to call in the number three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine for a comment or question Dr Nardi, the floor is yours and the and the first topic is uh tampons douching, and um that particular area of womb healing in the vagina
5: okay that's very important thank you very much um one thing i thanks thanks to thanks to the years of research uh in the food science lab Helped me to uh, discover many things, uh, which are now very beneficial to to women. I started this with my wife, my daughters also started I and mean, use them, and then the benefit is is, is immense, if not tremendous. Um, I discovered something in um, I don't recommend that people drink lime juice because um, uh, lime juice, uh, um, what do you call that? Uh, citric acid is not supposed to be in the digestive system. But I discovered something else in uh, lime juice. This is, what is, that, this is why working in the food science lab is very, very rewarding. There is a chemical called citronellol. Citron, citronellol. And this chemical helps to maintain the acidity of the vagina, and uh, it also helps to maintain the flora, the natural bacteria in uh, the, in, the, in, the, in the birth canal. These bacteria are very, very, very important because they protect the birth canal, if you don't have these bacteria there and you take antibiotics, you are going to be very, very, very sorry because some of these bacteria will be eliminated and it takes about three years to repopulate the vagina. And if you don't have these bacteria there, you are going to suffer from vaginismus. Vaginismus is a situation where you have produced so much glue, you have produced so much glue in the vagina that the vagina is very, very tight. It makes sexual intercourse very, very painful and undesirable. You will hate the man for the next for the next six months after 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 this intercourse. Because it's very very painful, painful. The question is, who asks you to take antibiotics? These bacteria are there. They produce they produce a gel. They produce a gel that moistens the birth canal. They produce an acid that keeps streptococcus away. They produce another gel that prevents sticking. In other words. One wall will not get attached to the other. This is the role of this natural bacteria. You don't get them from acidophilus. You don't get them from acidophilus. I am treating many women who suffer from chronic yeast infection. And this yeast is coming, is the result of eliminating the natural bacteria from the birth canal. And this causes a lot of itching. A lot of itching. <coughs> a, a woman brought me a daughter who has been uh, who has been prostituting herself for about a year. So she came and I asked her, Do you really like what you are doing? Your mom tell, tells me that you you have been uh, you have been a street girl is it true yeah but uh, i am will, I willing will, I will, I will to discuss something only if my mother is not here i say okay ma'am could you please excuse us and please could you promise that whatever we go to this di- i'm going to discuss with your daughter you are not going to ask her on the way uh, on your way home oh yeah i promise good So, she opened, she warmed up to me, and she told me what her problem was. She has been having a deep itch, deep itch in her vagina. And the only way for her to uh, get this itch under control, sometimes even her finger cannot cannot. I mean, will not be able to to, to 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 I mean to to satisfy her. She must have intercourse, whether she likes it or not. She has she must get somebody. So this is what has led us to this. So I asked her a question: Have you ever masturbated? She said yes. I've been masturbating since I was 13 years old. Is your mother aware of this? He said no. Sometimes I just go and lock myself in my room and then just masturbate. Sometimes I do that in the shower. I say, okay, all right. Do you know what causes masturbation? She said, no. All right. What about if I treat you? Would you like it? Oh yeah. I don't like to. I don't like to walk the word treat. It's very dangerous. But you know, sometimes, sometimes people don't pay me, but it's okay. Sir. Once, once I'm satisfied, I'm, that, that's good for me. Then I saw that this young lady was really suffering, and she was putting the parents to hell. I gave her a particulate, and that was good for two months' treatment. After the first month, this woman was started getting results. She didn't feel the urge to masturbate again. And did I charge her? Yes, I charged her, and the office asked her to pay her, how much was it, $110. But I said since she competed, since she showed results before the end of the second month, she's going to, give, she's going to get a discount. So I, I told the office that uh, uh, I will absorb the rest. Let her just pay $50, and that was what she paid. The reason I did this was I learned something from her. So this is what, that is the particular that I'm using now to treat people who suffer from schizophrenia. This is a particular that I'm using now to treat people who suffer from schizophrenia. They have a serious sexual problem and it is this particulate that helps them, that calms them. And then Not knowing that it also works on the brain level. This citronella in lime juice is very important. This is what you do. This is what you do. Uh, Measure measure half a cup of water, clean water, into a plastic cup. And squeeze... um, one plastic spoon of lime juice and mix it with that water you go to the washroom you squat you use it down there and make sure you bring out everything and apply it about two or three times this is how you acidify the birth canal and it is very important because it helps the cells to divide quickly, and you will not experience uh, abnormal pap smear, because abnormal pap smear is not good. It, um, it, um, it is a forerunner of uh, human papilloma virus, because the virus that causes cervical cancer is attracted to, to a cervix that is in disarray, that is totally disorganized, and that is tarted. So if you want to prevent cervical cancer, you have lime. How much does lime cost? It only costs about, what, 25 cents or sometimes 10 cents. If they are on sale, sometimes 5 cents. Slice it into two. Do what I just recommended, and you have a lot of citronellol. And this is how you keep the birth canal acidic. Do that in the morning, and do that in the evening. You don't need douching. I'm saying douching because the, some of the chemicals that are in the douche will alkalinize instead of acidifying the birth canal. That's why I don't recommend douching. My wife does not do it. Our adult daughters don't do it. They all use lime juice for citronella. As far as douching is concerned, that is what I have to say about uh, this. Now, let me talk about calc powder, baby powder. I don't recommend baby powder, and I will never recommend it, because I know what it contains. I have a granddaughter, and my daughter did not use it, because she saw the results from the lab. It contains asbestos. Dark powder contains asbestos. Asbestos causes cancer. Many women have vaginal cancer. That is the most horrible, horrible kind of cancer that a woman should have. And this started a long time ago. Women have ovarian cancer. They definitely use something that has TARC. Many pharmaceutical drugs are filled with TARC. And they also, the base material of many pharmaceutical drugs is chlorobenzene or uh, uh, nitrobenzene. Now they've used a very psychedelic name now. It's called aniline, so that uh, people who are not very conversant with chemistry and uh, food science uh, lab work will not know what aniline stands for. They will think oh, it's just, uh, just uh, one of the chemicals, maybe. I don't know. Once it is all chlorobenzene, then you give it a pass. No. Be careful what you put in your body. And the birth canal, if you have cancer in the birth canal, believe me, this is unpleasant. Um, hair dryers. My wife does not use handheld hair dryer.
3: Dr. Nardi, wait uh, one second, one second before you get the hair dryers. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring you back to that. Um, I, um, we want you to go back. And you said something about douching, but you didn't get to the tampons. And then the question, no, 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 no. Um, I, 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 had a
5: hairdryer because I have them under asbestos. So I, I, oh. I, yeah, I have them under asbestos. So, but it's okay. So uh, let, okay. Us, let us, since we are, since we are still talking about uh, the birth canal, it makes sense for me to tie in uh, tampons also.
3: Um, yeah, wait, 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 wait! But, I, but also the question about masturbation before we get off that subject. Okay, okay, okay. Some okay. Is it it is it bad for me to masturbate or because I I'm in a lot of groups on Facebook where they're always talking about you know exercising and working out you know the vaginal cavity or the yoni you know and how it's so uh, lubricant but I, um um and I and I heard you just say it's important for it to have an acidic quality versus an alkaline quality. So. Um, So so, can you go to the masturbation first and cover that, uh, whether it's good or bad? Then move to the tampons and then to the. I will
5: never recommend masturbation because it is very bad. It is very bad because natural friction is not involved. When you have intercourse, you have friction. This friction is very important because. It is this friction that brings out energy, that brings out force. And force is the beginning of life. This is why life begins in the birth canal. Friction is very important. And if you are masturbating, you are not experiencing friction. Robin is not fiction. Robin is not fiction. That's why one is called Robin, the other one is called fiction.
1: <laughs>
5: and when okay. you're talking about fiction, when you're talking about fiction, you are talking science. Robin is not science. So I'm putting health back into the science column.
3: Hmm. Hmm. Mm, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank and
5: you. not only that, since you are breaking the laws of nature, you have to pay. There is no forgiveness when the cells are concerned. You remember last time I defined health for you. I said health is defined as the reward that the totality of the cells bestows on the person who succeeds in aligning the desires of his or her mind with the needs of his or herself. That is health. And if you break this rule, they will never forgive you. What happens when there is no friction and there is only robbing, there is no friction? What happens? You are going to have a low immune system to teach you a lesson. You are going to have a low immune system. This is why every person who masturbates has a weak immune system. So, did I yeah, cover? Was- oh, did I? Did, did, okay, what else about masturbation? Yes.
3: No, no. You gave. You said. You said masturbation can lead to a weak immune system, and then that's for men and women. Or no, I, I that's mean, men and women. Words.
5: Men, men and women. Men and women because many women. I told you about. I told you about the. I told you about the chronic yeast infection. I told you about. I told you about the chronic yeast infection. I have several cases. I told you about. Okay, I didn't tell you about that, but many cases of herpes. Many cases of herpes. Um results from weak weak immune system. Okay, the person may not have masturbated, but when you have a weak immune system, I mean, many other things could have contributed to that. And masturbation, masturbation makes it worse. Masturbation makes it worse. And it is not good to masturbate because you have to know why this is happening. It is happening because the reproductive organ is massively congested. I told you I have a granddaughter, by age 6, by age 6, she's two and a half now, by age 6, I already told the mother what to give her, in order to ionize the blockages in her reproductive system. By age 6. Okay. What about the millions and millions of of, of daughters on on this planet who don't benefit from symptometry? Who don't benefit from symptometry, so they are opening themselves up for massive congestion in their uh, in, in their reproductive organs. It could be boys, it could be men, it could be, it could be boys, it could be, it could be girls. You never know what happens when they close the door. You never know what happens when they when they are in the shower. So, I'm discussing this to let people know that. Help is here. Help is not on its way. Help, help has already arrived. It is symptometry. Never think that you have now reached the end of the road. All women out there, all young girls out there, girls who are now 16 years old and have not yet had their first menses, I, I reverse that. I help these girls to have first, their first menses. Young girls who are having discharge, I reverse that young girls who uh, um, have milk in milk in their breast and they don't they are not pregnant yet they, they don't have a baby yet but they have milk in their breast we reverse that in symptometry. So women today is your day. Don't think that you have reached the, the end of the road. There is no dead end. Every issue that you have gives symptometry a call. So now Could I move on to tampons? Yes. All right. Uh, Many women prefer tampons to uh, pads because pads are too light and tampons are heavier. But you have to pay a hefty price. Tampons have a lot of asbestos. And asbestos if it does not predispose you to ovarian cancer, or to vaginal cancer, or to endometrial cancer, or to uterine cancer, you are going to have very serious bleeding problems that will go on for three weeks. Three weeks, the woman is still having menses.
3: What for about the weeks. organic tampons? They, you know, those...
5: These 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 are these are healthier. These are healthier but I still prefer I still prefer the pads because when the pads were tested there there was there was absolutely no trace of asbestos in the pads. You see, the kind of lining that was used is healthier. So that's why I recommend that women use pads, uh, good nice feminine pads and all that I'm not going to mention. Uh, a brand name or something? No, I'm not going to use that. But I would just direct you to this, that section of the supermarket. Thank you, Doctor. When, no, I... when it comes to when it comes to hair dryers, I, I I'll say again, handheld hair dryers are more dangerous than the saloon hair dryers because the handheld head, uh, hair dryers. Um after some time, they begin to release asbestos into onto the onto the hair scalp. This causes a lot of dryness of the scalp this causes scarves on the scalp this causes uh, 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 dryness of the hair follicles and dry hair and uh, um, learn to dry your hair naturally uh, wash your hair wash your hair with A shampoo that has aloe vera in it. Your shampoo should always have aloe vera. And your bath soap should always have aloe vera. If you go back home today and your bath soap doesn't have aloe vera, or your shampoo doesn't have aloe vera in it, please, I'm not saying throw it away, but I'm saying discard it. Don't use it again and go to a good herbal store where they sell shampoos that have aloe vera or where they sell bath soaps that have aloe vera so that you can use that. Aloe vera used, I mean, has a lot of uh, quinones that um, help to maintain the acidity of the skin. The pH of the skin is between 5.5 and 6.5. That is acidic. And aloe vera maintains that level of acidity. That level of acidity is very important because we have natural bacteria that live on our skin. They are called streptococcus and staphylococcus. And if uh, you don't acidify your skin, these bacteria will turn against you and they will cause chronic ulcers. And if they get into your throat, they will cause Strep throat, streptococcus, strep throat. And in the hospital, they may cause flesh eating, they may cause eating, uh, 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 the eating flesh syndrome. Somebody, you've heard that there are certain bacteria in the hospital environment that eat people's flesh. Yes, that is Staphylococcus aurus. That is what it does because your skin is not acidic. These are the basic tips for people, women. Mostly men also. Do that so that you stop itching unnecessarily.
1: Okay,
3: thank you. Thank you, Doc. Um, Amsu, you got a question over there because the chat room is wide open as I'm saying right now. If you all want to get your questions in, 347-205-9089. Yes.
4: Dr. uh what's One of the things I wanted to ask you about was um, was the the uh, baldness. You know, some you know both men and women experience baldness. But one thing that I've found and I've been seeing this lately is that where women their their hair falls out or they complain of baldness, and usually they they don't go as bald as much as men do. But I do run into women and, and actually this week I've, I've seen it's more this week than I have noticed it. Um, could you comment on the, the, the significance of, of, of what, what the cause is of, of, of baldness? And, uh, yeah. and I'm, I'm sure some women on, on the call will probably know someone who actually had a, a female in their family or their friends that has baldness. So could you comment on that please? Yeah.
5: I, I, first of all let us start from (laughs) baldness being hereditary um in symptometry curing is proven so since i've cured several cases of baldness uh then it means you know how to remove the blockages and the hindrances that are on dna and then this restore the communication between dna and the gene and between DNA and RNA these are uh, uh, DNA you know what it is that is deoxyribonucleic acid and the RNA is the factory that manufactures every product in the human body so that's ribonucleic acid once there is communication that is restored then you have cured a genetic disease so if baldness is genetic and it is possible to reverse baldness in symptometry then Symptometry cures genetic disease called baldness. There are two ways to become bald. One comes from inside. The other one comes from outside. Outside, I've already discussed that with you. I've already discussed yes. not keeping the skin acidic by using shampoos that don't have aloe vera. And uh, this is how... You 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 make matters worse, and then you use handheld hair dryer Uh, that will begin at at some at some point will begin to release some uh, um, uh, flakes of asbestos onto your scalp, and they will get stuck over there, and the oil also joins it, and then they form a mat a mat a complete mat on your scalp. You see, so that is not right because it's going to stifle nutrients from going to the hair follicles. This is what precipitates or accelerates baldness from outside in. From inside out, if you have a soft spot, if you have a soft spot on the top of your head, your vertex, your blood is going to shove a lot of blockages. Because blood is always pushing things out of the way. It's shoving blockages into the soft spots. Some people, it is the joints of the knee. Others is the joint of the elbow, the fingers, and so on and so forth. And others who are not not so fortunate, it is on the vertex, top of the head. So this is how they end up getting a lot of blockages and then eventually... They will become bald from inside and from outside. So when I'm treating a person with bald, I I usually take the person off certain soaps, certain shampoos, and then I do the ionization. And within two months, the person begins to see sprouting. Sprouting is where, I mean, hair begins to grow on the bald spot, and then, you, the person is happy, and uh, basically that's it. That's what we do as far as balding is concerned. So it affects women, and it also affects men. Yeah. Women, it's, it is mostly thinning, thinning of the hair, thinning of hair. Your hair becomes very light now. At, at first, when you put when you run your comb through, it is pretty thick. But now, when you run your when you run your your comb through your your hair, it just Runs quickly and uh, as if there is no resistance at all. So this is called thinning of the hair. When your hair is thinning, uh, that is not good. It means that you have to extend out time to ionize some blockages and then change your shampoo. Yes,
4: sir. Yes. Um. Yeah. And I, and I actually can can verify that I'm working on that now, and I see some sprouting going on. So just wanted to comment on that as well okay
3: thank you Yes, Yes. thank you Dr. Nardi uh I've got a couple callers on the line let's go ahead and open up the lines and get a couple questions in real quick which I'm sure will spark something else uh I got Nicole calling in She could be calling in from anywhere call from the 443-413 your mic is open can I get your name and where you're calling from please
7: Good evening. Good evening, Coach Kaya. Good evening, Dr. Nardi. This is Nicole calling in from Atlanta.
1: Oh, okay. Thank you, Dr.
7: Nardi, for joining us this evening, especially honoring us during our Women's History Month. Uh, my question, even though the like Dr. Coach, Kier, excuse me, <laughs> excuse me, doctorate Coach, uh, as Coach K has said that the the chat rooms are bleep right now, so hopefully someone will call in with their own questions. But my question is directed to me. It's personal. I've always had a history of my entire life of having administration issues but since I began my menses at the age of 12. My um, periods last a minimum of two months and upwards to three to four months when they're on and um, they can be anywhere from light to usually um, quite heavy, blood clotting, um, uh, pain, uh, the whole gamut. I've tried everything from, of course, the medical model, which is basically female castration, where you're taking birth control pills, stop taking those, PCOS was never um, diagnosed, fibroids was never diagnosed. I've never been able to have a successful normal period on my own without the use of inhibitor of hormones. Now, my question to you is, if I am to take a holistic natural uh, route, would you suggest perhaps maybe there's a deficiency in progesterone or what could possibly be the reason, in your opinion, just briefly, the cause and what can I do to solve
5: well, Nicole, I don't have an opinion. I okay. talk nothing but science.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: Your your uterus, your uterus is massively congested. Mm-hmm. Massively congested, and what I will do for you, I will I will not recommend any holistic approach at all. I will not because I study naturopathy. And we were asked to use uh, blue cohorts and all that. They don't work. They don't work. You have, to, you have to know the root of the problem. Most of these problems start from from your brain, the pituitary gland. That produces mm-hmm. the, the, the female hormones.
1: Mm-hmm. When
5: that pituitary gland is congested, you are mm-hmm. going to have a ripple effect what your uterus you are going to have a ripple effect toward the uterus so if this case is brought to my attention I'm going to give you particulars to ionize the blockages in your pituitary gland mm-hmm. that is where I'm going to start that is what now you understand what root cause therapeutic means you go to the root of the problem I will leave your uterus alone
7: and mm-hmm. I will start
5: working from the pituitary gland And this is where the hormonal balance will come into play.
7: Okay.
5: I have done it several times. I have done it several times. And I have, oh, boy. And uh, many women are suffering in silence because they go to gynecologists who run all kinds of tests and they do not have a solution. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can attest to that they will tell you to take some certain oils those oils will not work and then because of this you become very moody you become very crabby and the people give you mm-hmm. names or you are very irritable or you have you have an attitude you have an attitude you don't have yeah. an attitude you have a serious issue that nobody understands and okay. symptometry symptometry is now here for people like you
7: okay Okay, there is right, a solution,
5: again. and I've done it several times.
7: Okay. All right, Dr. Okay? Nani. I'm, okay. And so with stateside, you have a practice inside in the states, or do you have – I mean, just and you have to have something tangible where I can be proactive as of tomorrow to the research or do something to, to you know, go ahead and go forth and try to get this figured out. So I understand okay. you have a book, but do you have a practice inside the states, or do you have partners inside the states whom I could say? Well,
5: you are talking to the man who is going to assist you and going to help you to heal.
7: Okay. So which my, 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 <laughs> office,
5: my office is in, is, in, in the, is in the state of Illinois, and you don't have to travel thousands of miles to come and see me. And uh, all you have to do is call me when uh, the lines are open. I, uh, it's standard policy to return all phone calls. I do that. And uh, when I return your call, I open a file for you. The business office will tell you how much it's going to cost. Usually it's not much, between 75 and 95, sometimes 110, 105. And that's it. And then we have to start from the very beginning, as I told you. I'm going to give you particulates, different particulates, to, to work on the ovary, to work on the uterus, and to work on the pituitary gland. These three are going to be tackled. Together in one day, you are going to do that repeatedly, and you begin to see results
7: okay all right i i am encouraged thank you very very much for your time yeah welcome Dr. Okay. Nardi. i really truly appreciate you I'll speak to you soon
5: thank you you're welcome.
3: Thank you, Nicole. Um, I'm, I'm, put, I'm gonna put you back on uh, mute, but you can still stay on the line. But yes, everybody, just like last week, called Dr. Nardi, and that's what people were doing Wednesday. I had a I had a Facebook full of messages and phone calls, full of texts about how they called him and was like, oh, he answered the phone. Yeah, he not just on here from, you know, um, another planet trying to, you know, ship you to some eight hundred <laughs> number. You know, when you call him, he's gonna answer the phone. So you you we got the man on the line tonight, and as always, so and that's the thing that original native radio and Coach Kier is always about is producing tips, tools, and techniques that are practical that you can use within five minutes. So he's going to bed tonight. <laughs> he ta- <laughs> uh, Listen to last week's show, he had the jewels about how he goes to bed at 8 o'clock. But if you call him tomorrow, I'm sure he'll be uh, more than happy to take care of that. Also, you can visit the website, symptometry.com www.symptometry.com. Somebody please drop that in the uh, chat room for me. And also the book, Philosophy of Symptometry. Uh, I'm advising everybody to get on that as soon as possible. It's only $5.50. So just to have your background and your basics, Um, listening to the show is good, but going on and uh, taking on more accountability for your healing is essential. So shoot on over to the Symptometry page and click on... Uh, home. The home page, right at the bottom, would uh, have that book for you. All right. Let's see who else we got I've, on the I've, line I'm, tonight.
4: I'm, I'm sorry. Go
6: ahead.
4: Uh, uh, no, I'm posting the the number on in the chat right now as we speak. So. so okay. I see. Like that, I see.
3: Um, yeah, you got a lot of help in there. My chat okay. room is on it. They they already got yeah, the address in. They got the phone number.
1: <laughs> they know you're you at the party. Your phone will be ringing it's tomorrow they morning. They tapped out, buddy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, my next caller is calling from the eight six four area code seven eight seven. Your mic is live. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please?
0: My name is Brenda. I'm calling from South Carolina. Hey Brenda. Hey, how you doing? How are you all, doing is
3: well, all is well how are you feeling tonight Pretty good,
0: pretty good. um, I do have a question um about something um I heard the whole um about tampons and everything. My question um to Dr. nani is, what is your thoughts on the north forms the north forms The Nor what they're called north forms. Suppositories, because I believe the same thing that you said about like tradition and the tampon. I just don't think that it's healthy for a woman to walk around with something that's swelling up in her on a daily basis. I just have a problem with that, so I'm agreeing with you on that. But my other um, question, if you've ever heard of them, they're called Norform suppositories.
5: Yes, and uh, this is one of the this is one of the this is one of the issues that we are testing. We are we are we are still testing it. And until you know, sometimes it takes about. It took me. It took me one and a half years to get the full story and all the details of the chemicals in the compounds. You know, and I'm now working on the North the repository. So, give me some time. It's, it's too. It's too early for me to conclude, but uh, it is not. It is not. Uh, it, it, it does not look too good for now.
0: Okay. I mean I say uh, the only reason why I like I prefer them versus over addition or anything like that is because the fact that they're they're not cold, first of all. Um I know I was reading the back of them, I didn't I really didn't see any harsh things and the fact that they just more or less do a cleaning where they just come down and it's like liquid. There's nothing there. Um, I've always preferred them like since I was younger or since I can remember mm-hmm. to use because. Mm-hmm. They create a freshness that also creates like a, um like uh what can I I'm trying to explain like a lubricant also yeah yeah That's the reason why that, I've always preferred them
5: yeah, yeah
0: I'll be to hear from you about that when you do the that yeah, research on them exactly
5: let, let let me let me let me finish let me finish so far because uh, you see the, you have positive chemicals you have negative chemicals you have chemicals that produce long term effects and uh, chemicals that produce short term effects. You know, so we have to balance everything before we come out with the final report. That is how it is done in in science.
0: Okay. Um, one mm-hmm. other question I had for you. Um, I heard you mention something about breast milk.
1: Um,
0: uh, what? You breast milk, you, breast milk, you, breast milk. Yes. yes. You said some young girls experience it without even having children. Like, what is what is the cause? Like, what's the normal the normal time? Like, let's say after you have a child, that. You shouldn't experience that anymore, you shouldn't see any milk anymore. What's the normal time?
5: Oh no, no. As soon as as soon as as soon as the weaning process is over, as soon as the weaning process is over and you don't have enough block you don't have blockages in your breast, uh prolactin stops right away. Prolactin stops right away. Because this is the this is what you have to understand. Prolactin prolactin has Pro- prolactin is assisted by two additional hormones. We have the prolactin-releasing hormone and the prolactin-releasing and inhibiting hormone. So it's not only prolactin. So if after weaning, if after, if, if, if after breastfeeding, you still, the, the woman is still producing uh, breast milk, it means that she's not producing enough of the prolactin-releasing inhibiting hormone. P-R-I-H. She's not producing enough of that. She has to cause symptomatry right away, and we have particulates for that to stop it and then uh, and to help the cells to produce this hormone.
0: Okay. Because I know I um, was told, I guess, to adopt a doctor one, at one time when I – because my last child is six. He's six. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I nursed every single one of my children. You know, all three of my children, I nursed them. Mm-hmm. And um my last child I had is six. Now I don't build up enough to where, you know, they swell up or anything and you gotta do any pumping. It's not like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But it's there. It's evident and it's there. And I when I had went to the doctors and I had um I had one of the breast examinations which they do once you turn the age of forty a couple of years back.
6: Mm-hmm. They
0: um did the test and they said they saw nothing, no blockages and I had I explained to the person that was doing it you know about the fact that the milk never dried up, and the doctor right. told me, well you know, to be honest with you, it lessens your your chance of breast cancer and lessens your chance of blockages because no, no. Of the uh, um,
5: i will i will I will respectfully and scientifically disagree because okay. um, I just told you prolactin is assisted by two additional hormones. Prolactin releasing hormones and the prolactin inhibiting hormone. You see, you have just like in the brain for addictions, we have brain activators and then we have brain stoppers. So if if you start the process of if you start the activation process and you are not producing stoppers, you are going to have you are going to be addicted. That is how people become addicted to so many things. They are not producing the opposite. So in your situation, in that in that situation, you have prolactin. You have the prolactin releasing hormone, but you are not producing enough of the inhibiting or the stopping hormone.
8: Okay. So what uh, this
5: is what this is what you, this is what you do. Um, there is an imbalance. I, I see an imbalance there, and if you are using and if you are using. Um, a mammogram or an ultrasound to uh, examine the breast. You may not see everything because if the blockage is at the cellular level, the sonogram is only, or the mam- mammogram or the son- uh, the mammogram or the ultrasound is only examining tissue. It is not examining the cell. The blockage is in the is at the cellular level. Now. How do we prove that the blockage is at the cellular level? It is by ionizing the blockage, and then when the breast milk stops, then you see that yes, it was really at the cellular level. I treat women who, after giving after childbirth, are not able to breastfeed at all. They have a lot of breast in their milk, but the, the, breast, the milk is not, flow, is not flowing out. So what do I do? I give them a particulate to ionize the the calcification over there, and then it produces the prolactin-releasing hormone. Then milk begins to flow again. So that's the kind of science that is not yet available to the medical field, and we have it in symptometry. That's why we are able to cure many, many ailments that physicians don't have a clue. Okay, thank
0: you. you welcome. Thank you, Hi, Dr. Marty, and,
3: th- and thank you, Brenda, because that one made the line start to light up. I uh, got a caller from Richmond, Virginia. I uh, ap- <coughs> ap- uh, want to give out a shout to Nubian Village com in Richmond, Virginia, and we have the director and founder, uh, Sister Asia on the line. Your mic is open. Thanks for calling in tonight.
9: How you doing, Tyria? Thank you for that. Um, this call, actually, it's two people on the line. It's myself and then I have one question. And then Portia Wright, she has another question. So I'll pass the phone to her afterwards. But how are you doing, Dr. Narty? Fine, fine, fine. Who is this? This is Nina Sia. How are you? Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, fine, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. fine, fine, um,
5: yeah.
9: I would like for you to address the, um, the issue of abortions. Miscarriages, um, hysterectomies, as Ooh. well as having your two t- tubes tied. There are there any women out there that has experienced those four? If you can address that,
5: okay. Um, why do women have miscarriage? Women who have an enzyme deficit tend to have miscarriage because you are supposed to produce an enzyme called the proteolytic enzyme. That is the enzyme that holds the placenta well anchored onto the wall into the wall into the wall of the uterus. And if this is not properly done, um, the placenta is going, to, uh, is going to is going to going to be severed. Is going to split from the wall, and that is what causes a miscarriage. But before this happens, you are going to have a lot of nerve problems in the form of cramps, in the form of cramps, waves of cramps. And what I do during pregnancy management is that's why all the women for whom I've done pregnancy management none of them had had a miscarriage. Everybody, all of them had carried their baby to term and nobody none of them also gave birth post term. That is in the 40th week and all that. No, no. Within the 38th and 39th month they all uh, gave birth to their healthy baby. So. I ask a woman if she has a history of miscarriage, if she's pregnant. And if she does, there are particulates that help her to produce proteolytic enzymes, a lot of them. When a woman does not have her blockages removed from her uterus, don't forget that the uterus has three linings. We have the endometrium, the top layer, the myometrium, the middle layer, and the perimetrium, the bottom layer. If all these three layers are heavily congested with calculus, calcareous deposits, gouty deposits, tofus, then you are going to have, you You are going to have fibroids, especially if you eat foods that have a lot of cyanide and you have a lot of emotional disturbance. Emotional disturbance is not good for a woman. We understand how women have been treated in the past and all that. This is why symptometry is changing this with seminars for men, how to treat women and all that because most of these emotions translate into negative impulses and then they produce polyps on the uterus they produce fibroids or another tumors on the uterus sometimes they even produce cysts in the uterus and when a woman has a lot of these things and her and her and her, and, her, and, her, and, her, and her menstruation and her menstruation is very very depressing if she comes to symptometry, the problem will be solved. Because we have the particulates to ionize all these things from the three layers of the uterus. But if she, did, she does not know and she goes to a physician, the first solution, is, the best solution will always be hysterectomy, hysterectomy. And hysterectomy is a problem because you think that you have removed the uterus, you think that you have removed the uterus, therefore you will be free. That is not true, that is not true, because it is a long line of hormones that start from the pituitary gland, and now you have cut off the end of the uh, of, of the long journey of this hom- of these hormones. What do you expect to happen? They will be twisting and turning in the whole body, and this will affect the mood, and this will begin to deplete taking enzymes from you. So eventually, I've had women who have had hysterectomy, and they said, I wish I didn't have it. I wish I didn't have it. Well, it's too late right now, because the hormonal problems are still continuing. When it comes to uh, tubes, dying tubes, and all that, it's because the woman wants to to prevent uh, pregnancy. But at the same time, when you do that,
1: I uh,
5: well, even though it is already done, you cannot go to untie your tubes because if you go and untie it, untie them, and you have a doctor who does not know what to what is doing or what she is doing, you are going to have a bigger problem because you are going to have a lot of you are going to have a lot of uh, ulcers. You are going to have a lot of uh, uh, trauma to your to, to your tubes. It's the fallopian tube that is being tied, and if it is, if if after if after some after a while, you eat foods that have too much potassium, certain parts of the fallopian tube will be inflamed, and you suffer from severe inflammation, and this will result. This could result in bleeding. So, are you healthy after tying your tubes? No, you are not, and this could also cause a lot of congestive headaches when this happens this usually this what this what I do when migraines headaches hammering headaches uh, pounding headaches coincide with menses I always try to find out if the woman had had other issues in her pelvic in the inner pelvis if she does not volunteer the information I usually know what I do. But I will not tell the woman what I'm going to do. All I want her to do is I want her to heal. Once she heals, then I'll say, you know what? This is what I did for you. So now you tell me the truth. Did you tie your tubes? Yes or no? Did you have this this problem did you have this procedure done? Yes or no? Yes, I did, but I felt that it was not so necessary to tell you because you did not ask me any question on that. I said, "Oh yeah, okay." But once you are healthy now, this is what counts. congestive headaches are also part of that. When you have, when the a, when a, when a woman has an abortion, sometimes the DNC procedure uh, that that is done uh, is not well done, and sometimes you have some lingering tissues. And sometimes you have tissue what you call tissue adhesions where tissues stick to each other. Then you have scars also. You have then you have scars also. All this will have to be ionized. So when I'm treating a person who has who has had this, these problems or these procedures, and then the the, the the ailment the stuff stop, I never never give give up on the person. Never. I will keep doing my best until the problem is solved, and then when the problem is solved, then I will deconstruct what I did in order to solve the problem, and I will find the answer. That is how I do things. Hey,
0: okay,
9: thank you for that. We have another question.
5: Oh yeah, welcome.
0: Greetings, everyone. Um, I have two questions. Uh, one question is. Um, I heard you speak last week about eating different oils or cooking with different oils, your olive oil, coconut oil. But um, I know in the natural hair community, a lot of women use olive oil and coconut oil along with other oils to moisturize their hair. And so I was wondering what's your thought on that? And also what is your thought on skin mold? Um I've read that uh skin moles are a sign of blockages and it's a um a overbuild up of melanin in certain places which is an indication of um it could lead to like illnesses and I want to know your thoughts on that as well.
5: Okay, thank you.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Um skin skin moles skin moles always um uh, result from um an imbalance Of acidity and alkalinity on the skin always find out what the kind of soap the person has been using that is very important that's very important so if uh, as I told you I have a granddaughter my daughter knows the kind of soap to use uh, because she she lived with us and she sees the kind of soap we have been using we've been buying and the same thing also has been uh, she has been using, and her daughter's skin is very smooth. And this helps use the right soap so that you maintain the right acidity of the skin. This will prevent cells from, not from, from, from missing their steps, from slipping when they are dividing. It is when cells slip and they are dividing, then they tend to accumulate more melanin than other areas. This is where this is where you have the imbalance of melanin. So the mole is usually darker than the rest of the skin because of too much melanin. But if the skin if the skin had been acidic throughout, this would not have happened. As far as oil for moisturizing the, moisturizing the hair is concerned, um, I will tell you, and I will still. And I will still stand by what I've said, that coconut oil has been used in the past and it continues to be used, but I will not use it. And my wife is not using it, and our daughters don't use them. Because there is vanadium and there is molybdenum in coconut oil and olive oil. I don't use olive oil anymore because of what I saw in the food science lab. I am healthier. My brain cells are are producing enough brain peptides, brain chemicals, and I am not forgetful. I am not irritable. I am a very patient person, and so on and so forth. What are all these people who are using these oils as moisturizers? Most of them will will not boast of what I'm telling you right now about myself. Some of them are forgetful. Some of them are irritable. You see, vanadium and molybdenum are for the plants. They are not for humans. And if you add the atomic weight of vanadium and molybdenum, is more than what our enzymes can break down and liquefy. So if you use these two to moisturize your hair, the best of luck. But I will never recommend them.
6: Okay, thank you.
5: You are welcome.
4: Dr. Nardi. Yes, sir. Okay, I had a um uh, I wanted to hear you comment on um genital walks or what they what they um talk about, um also referred to as cervical dysplasia and how um how that can be you know, trans passed down or or, or what is the, actually the the cause of that. Or what is the root of that? Um, oh, one, yeah. Yeah. Oh, one right. second,
3: Marty, Right before you get on, I want to let everybody know we only have five minutes before the after party. So that means that if you're in the, if you're on the computer listening, and you don't call in, you'll be finished in five minutes. If you're on the phone, you'll be able to listen to the rest of the conversation and the rest of Dr. Nardi's answers to these questions. So if you're listening into the computer, it's only going to be streaming for five more minutes. So you need to call in 347-205-9089 within the next five minutes. Now, if you call in six or seven minutes later and then you hear that uh, there's no show scheduled, that means that we're still on and you called in too late. So don't wait until the last minute to call in 347-205-9089 because I got another question about alternatives for the scalp um, after Dr. Uh, Nardi answers this question from Brother Amsu. All right, thank you, Dr. Nardi. Go ahead, please.
5: Yes, um, cervical dysplasia is a technical term for abnormalities in the tissue of the cervix. Um, What causes uh, this abnormality? I've already discussed um, uh, talc, um, baby powder, and if you do not know how to renew the cells of the cervix, you are going to have a lot of problems. When you have vaginal discharges and Certain parts of the cervix are also affected. I mean what is what is happening? It is the sloughing. It is a sloughing. It's a renewal process. It is natural mm-hmm. Assisted so all these colors are there to tell you that this is what is happening. I need help But many women do not understand their body They do not know what white means. They do not know what yellow means. They do not know what green means so but to them, it's a woman. Well, you are a woman, so it's, it's, it's part it's part of growing up. It's part of, it's part of a it's part of a woman's life. That is not true. When you go for pap, when you go for uh, an examination, and your pap smear becomes abnormal, the first thing you do is you give symptometry a call, so that we give we have the particulates for the cervix to help your cervix to rebuild quickly so that the cervical and the abnormality in the cervix is gone. If this, this is not done and this continues and the human papilloma virus visits that area and gets stuck there, it's over. You are going to have cervical cancer. And what do I do to treat cervical cancer? I always go back to the beginning I rebuild the woman's cervix first. I always do that, yeah. and if I don't do that, she will not heal. So that's what I do for cervical dysplasia. As far as genital warts are concerned, my personal experience has linked genital warts to hereditary gonorrhea. We have gonorrhea where uh, even the daughter may not have had it. But their parents had had it. And they used uh, herbs to treat themselves. That is wrong. Whenever you have gonorrhea, you don't use herbs to treat gonorrhea. You don't use tetracycline to treat gonorrhea. You see a symptomatist. After you have used tetracycline, I don't even recommend it, but in case you have used it, see a symptomatist to ionize the residual toxin of gonorrhea on DNA so that when the cell is dividing, it, yeah. will, not drag, it will not drag along the DNA where the residual toxin has been glued to it to, to divide and produce the new cell. Each time the dragging is done, the pulling of DNA is done, and it's incorporated into the new cell, that new cell will be distorted. It will be totally different, it will be totally different from the original cell. This is what causes warts, genital warts. And if a virus gets into it, it will get a lot of food, and that virus will never, never live. So it is not a virus that causes the warts. The virus is just an opportunist. It's just taking advantage of a situation. That's it.
4: And 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 the and the and the, and then there are the the uh the foods that also contribute to that as well, correct? The kind yes, of uh, the, food that creates block. The the the,
5: the, the foods the, the much of it depends on the kind of foods that uh, I recommend that people eat. Um I I don't recommend that people eat. Uh, if I'm treating a person who has genital warts, I don't recommend that the person eat uh, drugged meat, the meat that have uh, sulfamethazine and sulfanitran and all that, because this is what they, they add to, 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 to this is what they, they feed to cattle before they slaughter them. Um, once you eat them, they will be transferred to, to to the body. So what I, what I recommend very strongly is that. Individuals produce, I mean, produce a lot of calcium from very good sources, and I would recommend that uh, they get uh, their calcium, their sulfur, and their magnesium from plain yogurt mixed with vanilla yogurt with the, in the ratio of uh, 2 to 1. So in other words, um, uh, two uh, plastic spoons of uh, plain yogurt mixed with one plastic spoon Of uh, uh, vanilla yogurt Uh, you you do that three times and you have enough you eat that 10 minutes before uh, one snack and 10 minutes before a meal in one day that is very good for colon health and it's also good for skin health very very good for skin health in the colon it helps to produce the 30 different strains of good bacteria so that is what I will add in addition to Eating the not eating the drug meat. Thank you for that. Thank
3: you, thank you, Doctor Nardi. We got the border lines done lit up now. Uh, Before um, I'm coming to the next caller here with uh, Trinity, and but I want to ask a quick question about shea butter for the for the hair as a moisturizer or tea tree oil.
5: Tea tree oil and shear butter these are good com- combinations because they are good at fighting moles they are good at fighting moles. but uh, as far as the antibacterial properties are concerned, uh, we didn't see much evidence of that because uh, streptococcus and staphylococcus these are the skin bacteria they did very well in in, in shear butter and they did very well in tea tree oil but no mold was able to survive at all in tea tree oil and in shea butter so if you are using these two uh, to protect uh to protect your skin or to protect your your hair go ahead and do it but uh, they, they, they will not stop the aggressive bacteria from 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 having the best of you if your skin is not acidic if you make a mistake of uh and shampooing your hair with some with some chemicals that are too alkaline, for instance, uh, and then you use shea butter that will not stop that will not sh- that will not stop uh, bacteria from causing trouble.
3: Thank you, Doctor Nardi. I appreciate that. Uh, next caller from the eight zero four nine three one. You're on the air. Can I have your name and uh, where you calling from, please? Hello. Hi. Hi can this I-
1: is
3: I- can- Banks. For- Turn down, your, turn down your speakers on your computer, please. Okay. Can I have your name hi. again, please?
9: Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I can hear you. Okay, this is Natasha. Natasha Banks. Hi, hi, Dr. Nelson. Hi,
5: Natasha.
9: Um, my question is, is it safe or is it okay for a woman to um, shave the pubic hair? What is What? Um <laughs>
5: No, no, no. That is that is that is uh, that is a fair question. That is a fair question. At least, at least, uh, at least you have uh, some women have pubic hair. I've met many women who don't have pubic hair at all. That is a that is a hair disorder, a very serious hair disorder. Um, I would recommend that um, uh, pubic hair be be cut, be trimmed low, be trimmed low, because Uh, they they retain sweat, because they retain sweat. You see, it is just like, um, I don't want the sweat from the skin to go into the birth canal, because the sweat from the skin is very salty, very, very salty. And if if you have a lot of impurities in that, because don't forget that the skin is a sponge. It's a sponge that absorbs a lot of filth from blood, and if your sweat glands sp- spill out the impurities onto the skin, and your pubic air, and then the sweat drips down from from the the pubic area into the vaginal, uh, uh, into the vagina or into the birth canal. I am sorry if you don't have enough good bacteria there to fight them off. You are going to suffer, f- the person is going to suffer from bacterial uh, vaginitis, and that is not healthy, okay? So I would recommend that um, it should be cropped, the word is cropped low, it should be cropped low, but not shaved altogether.
9: Okay, thank you.
5: You are welcome.
3: Thank you, Dr. Nardi. The lines, like I said, are are on full blaze. Thank you, Natasha. That was a great question. A lot of people don't want to ask about that. Ask those questions that you, you know what I'm saying, may be too embarrassed about because we don't have any blame or shame here at Original Native Radio. We're trying to get some help here, and uh, we ain't got no time to be sacrificing good help because I'm embarrassed or anything like that. Uh, Caller from the 111, your mic is open. Hello, caller from the one one one. You may be calling in from Skype. Okay, moving on to the next one. Ayana from Oakland. Your mic is open.
10: Yes. Hi, Doctor Nardi. How are you? Hi, oh, post fine, fine, Okay. Um, question: um, What what is facial hair for women? Is that something natural? Is it a hormonal imbalance? What can women do about that? Because we wax, we pluck, we shave. We do
5: all kinds of things. What what is that? What's going on with that? Yeah, facial out hair, fish out hair, uh, is uh, results from hormonal imbalance, especially especially when your um, especially especially when your um, FSH, the follicle stimulating hormone, is not in balance with estrogen and progesterone. That is, that is, yes, that is, that is that is that's what that what that what causes a lot of facial hair in places that uh, women are not supposed to have hair. Some have, <laughs> I have, I've I've have had women who even had hair in their ear. I mean, they, I mean, it, it, well, I see some men who have hair in their ear, but for to, to see a woman who has long hair coming out of the out of her ear, that is that's very weird. But uh, that is, that is the extent of that is the extent of the. We are to, we are talking we are talking serious matters here. Somebody is laughing over there. <laughs> you see, it, this is this is why this is why I'm saying that we are discussing all these things so that people should know that help is now here. Help is available. It is not help is on its way. Help is now here, so that we balance the estrogen with the progesterone, and the progesterone with the FSH, okay? So this is what causes hair on their faces and other places. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay.
3: Thank you. Great question. I, and, 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 Dr. Nort, I think the laughter is because when you feel better, you know, and then you hear about somebody <laughs> else going, going, through, uh, going through what you went through, you say, Oh man, I mean, I used to be there. You know what I'm saying? Look at this, because last exactly. week got the naughty for real. Every question that somebody asked last week, the first thing you did was laugh. You was like,
1: Oh, <laughs> oh
3: we'll take care of that. So um I don't think we're not having any laughter and ridicule. I think we just laughing at, you know, we used to be there, you know. What that's I mean? right, that's
1: right, yes. I understand, I understand.
3: Okay, and let me get uh, let me get to the next caller because they like I said they're lining up. If you want if you on the line and you have a question, please uh press one. And uh Nicole, I do see you, but you got a couple people in front of you. So you on the way. Uh caller from the eight zero three four three nine. Can I have your name and where you're calling from, please? Caller from the eight zero three four three nine. We're keeping it moving. Caller from the 919-605, your mic is open. Can I have your name and where you're calling from, please? Hello, caller from the 919-605. All right, we're keeping it moving. Caller from the 301-221, your mic is open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please?
9: Yes, hello, this is Nikki from Maryland.
3: How you doing, Nikki?
9: Good, how are you both?
5: Oh, fine, so I am.
9: Good. Um, I was calling to find out your
0: perspective and information about um a condition called I, I believe it's called vagina It's basically where um the pelvic floor muscles or muscles around the vagina um will start pulse um what is the word? Well, <laughs> Rolex contracting and moving. excuse me?
5: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a neurological problem. It's a neurological problem because um, this is results from spasms. Results from spasms. Yeah, this result from spasms. So it, it falls. It falls under. you see, all these names. I'm not interested in all these names because any any scientist, any etiologist theologist can just come up with any name and then the whole world begins to use it and then it gets stuck. You know so. The best is to describe what really happens. Then you know exactly the root of the problem. It's nerves that are that are moving in circles and circles because they are so malnourished. They are so malnourished in the vaginal area and all that. And uh, and uh, it has happened. It, it, so the worst, the worst, the worst thing is when the spasm goes between uh, the, the the rectum and the vagina. And then sometimes it closes the, the 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 rectum so that gas passes through the vagina and then that is, is so many women are having these problems and have and have and have helped to solve it also, and uh, it is it is it is it is terrible and some of them you know it's so embarrassing that they don't want their husbands to be there they want uh, only the two of us to be there so that they tell me exactly how they are uh, and what is happening uh, mm-hmm. yeah it's so. Uh, all these serious problems, you know. That's why I said uh, women should stop suffering in silence. Now help is here, you know. So uh, don't have any spasms anywhere. Don't have any spasms anywhere at all. Because when you have cramps, because the different here's the difference between cramps. There's, there's a difference between cramps and spasms. Spasms involves spasms involves mostly the the cutaneous nerves. The cutaneous nerves are the nerves of the skin, but cramps go all the way down to to, to the ligaments and to the tendons, so that, that people can have cramps in the toes, cramps in the in the heels, cramps in the in the joints, and so on and so on. But spasms is specific to the okay. muscle area, light tissue muscle, muscle area. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So the best thing, the best thing is. When you when a person begins to es- experience spasms, the mm-hmm. first thing you should do is stop all acidic foods. Know the foods that have too much too many acids, too much acid, and then you stop them. Like uh, I mean, stop eating carrots. A lot of acid is in carrots. And stop drinking lemonade. When you mm-hmm. begin to have these kind of spasms, that's what you do. Before you give me a call.
0: Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. I I had what, just one more question. Okay, go um, ahead. I, I kinda got on late on the call but I wasn't sure about what products should be used on the hair and skin because I thought coconut oil and <laughs> olive oil was gold. <laughs> <laughs>
5: well, you see I just I just I just I just explained to the lady that um uh people have been using it but you see if you know something that if you know a product that is better that is scientifically uh, uh, justifiable, why do you yes. continue to use something that is not scientifically
1: justifiable?
5: saying, I kept saying that, you see, whatever you put in your hair is going to sink through your scalp into the blood vessels in your brain. Mm. Whatever you put there, and mm-hmm. if you have nutrient blockers mm-hmm. that are be, that will go into your 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 mm-hmm. brain structure, you'll be forgetful. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I think it's part of that science we said about last week, Doc. About um, they tell women don't wear perms when they're pregnant. So now we're looking at the olive oil and you know um, the coconut oil. Um, That's a a Korean product that is being sold, and we're making too many decisions based off what is in our pocketbook. It's affordable, and it feels good, but what are the results? And us not having honesty in our relationships and our communication, period, causes us to lie to the wrong person first, which is ourselves, Oh, it's natural for me to have this little scratch right here on my scalp. Oh, it's natural for me to have X, (laughs) Y, Z. So, when we don't have honesty, lying is the bad vibration he was talking about at the beginning of the show. To me, it's one of the largest bad vibrations you can have. It's telling, you know what I'm saying, having a dishonesty. I'm not a biblical totem person because I know the Bible is a book of astrology and everybody can't understand it. But that thing about bearing false witness is the real deal. You got to tell the truth and it's a sign that Dr. Nardi has had women many many women come and say I don't feel comfortable talking to you I mean talking to you about this in front of my husband you you ashamed to talk about something in front of your husband now I'm not saying that you can't have secrets but where's the honesty at and that says something for the men we got to get our shit together. Excuse my French, but the men got to step it up, stop the bullshit, and start to be honest ourselves. Because cause our women are lying to us because we lying. And then it becomes a vicious cycle. So it ain't, I'm not blaming nobody, but somebody has to be the bigger person first. And you can't just come up and say, well, he lied. So if I told him. This is another thing, too, ladies. And, and Kaya is sick and tired of it. Stop getting sick. And and trapping all this and repression all this stuff inside of you because you worrying about how that man is gonna feel. I may I'm, I may hurt his feelings. You know what I gotta say about that? Get out of here. And Dr. is on the line, so I ain't gonna use the other words I use. But get out of here.
1: <laughs> Talking about
3: I, I don't want to hurt his feelings. Don't jeopardize your life on the line for nobody. You know what I'm saying? That ain't your mama or your child. That's your husband and your partner. And they can't understand it. Then you with somebody who is not beneficial for your relationship. And I and I just got finished talking to somebody yesterday. They said, "Well, I didn't really love him when I got married, but I wanted my child to have a father and all this other kind of stuff." <laughs> See how Dr. Nardi's laughing? 'Cause the excuses ain't doing nothing but making you sick. Those rationales from the past—that's killing us. So the best thing for us to do is immediately start with the honesty, even if you don't know what's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Dr. Nardi, you see the help is here, but if you're going to keep, you you can't take the proper um, diagnosis and then go home and try to uh, put your spin on it. Well, let me pimp it the way I want to pimp it. I ain't going to be honest. I'm going to just, you know, or even if you didn't tell your husband or your, or, or your wife, when you get home, you need to have a conversation of, hey, let's sit down, let me talk to you. And me and you have to be, like you said, more sensitive and nurturing and start ruling your relationships through fear. Well, if I tell him something, then he may stab me or he may kill me. or you know. But a lot of times women got into these relationships by lying in the first place. You got with him because you wanted to get with him for security. So moving into this new paradigm, 2013, 14, 2025, the truth is going to have to come out. And astrologically, if you want to look at it, the planet Saturn is moving through the sign of Libra in retrograde right now. So if you keep on playing these games in your relationships, it's gonna come back and bust you in your ass. And I just had to say it like it was. Now, excuse me, Dr. Leonard. But sometimes I have to just, you know, I have to yeah, I have to say it again. like it is. Okay, we got some more callers on the line. Thank you, Nikki for Miles, and I appreciate that question. Thank you. Thank you. Caller uh, Nicole's back on the line. Four four
7: three. Yes, thank you, Coach Carrier, and thank you, Dr. Leonard. Okay, well, I to go on the wavelength that you were the first <laughs> <the laughs> you were getting ready to pay about, Coach K. Okay, all right. It was just a simple question. Going back to earlier, um, I forget how we led into um, the issues with BV. But um, I was recently researching, and um, the something I found online about BV that could be cured on, at home, hydro peroxide solution is just like half um, distilled water and half peroxide, is that a possible solution for a woman that's experiencing BV or does it have to go deeper than that? I mean, I know you don't believe in douching and neither do I, but if someone's having the symptoms of BV, um, is that something that she could possibly use? BV,
5: BV, uh, uh, bacterial vaginitis.
7: Yes, yes, and from what I'm researching, hydroperoxide is actually present in the vagus- yeah, I, I will, anyway. I will
5: Yes, that is true, but you see, I, as a scientist, I don't go for folklore. I want to see the science behind it. And mm-hmm. if the science behind it is not solid, because the, all these people who are writing these things, when you do that and then you escalate, in other words, you... Cause uh, you, you you produce an ulcer in the vagina, the man who wrote that article will not be there. <laughs>
1: right. Okay. The man who
5: wrote that article and and released it on the internet and it went viral will not be there. You have to suffer alone. So okay. I rec- I recommend that I recommend that rely on something scientific. You see, there are so many scientists, there are so many people who have so much time on their hands that they mix different, different kinds of things, and then if it sounds right to them, they do not take their time like what I did. For between 16 and 20 years to keep testing things and testing things and coming up all kinds of theories, the worst scenario, the possible scenario, okay, mm-hmm. the middle term scenario and all that. No, many people don't do that. They just they just work in the they just work for about uh, six weeks and they got a result. Bam! They, I mean, they, they go viral. They go viral. I don't do that. As a geo scientist, I take my time to see what the reaction will be, first, on my own wife, mm-hmm. second, on my daughters. Mm. If you want to be a good scientist, you start on yourself.
1: Okay.
5: You start on your wife. You mm-hmm. start on your daughters. If it hurts your wife, you wouldn't, like the, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't like another woman to be hurt. So you stop right there. But all these scientists, they never tested anything on their wives. They never tested anything on their daughters, and they never, even, never tested anything on themselves. Some of them even prepare foods, and they don't even taste the food. And then all of a sudden, they say it's a recipe.
7: Okay, all right. So please right. Be, car-
5: be careful. I will not. I will not go that way. As far as for my personal experience, BV bacterial vaginosis occurs because. Acidity in the vagina has not been maintained. So I showed you a very simple way to maintain the acidity of that very important place called the birth canal.
7: Okay, which was number one you were. Oh, seeing, you, you were not here when I said it. Trimming the hair and uh, another thing—it was the lime juice. And, lime um, juice. It, yes. Yes. And I showed juice. you.
5: I showed you how to mix it.
7: Yes, with um half water, half distilled half clean water and um the, I think it was just like a tablespoon of of the lime juice and to pour it over. That's the correct, there you go. That's
1: it. That's
5: it. And then you go and That's squat good. and you, you take care of that place very well. And you as if you see the difference.
7: Okay. All right, I'll give that a go. I will try that instead. And my last question, if I may, what deodorants do you suggest? <laughs> Uh, and I mean upper un- underarm when I when I say that. Yes, arm. I know.
5: I know. To tell you the truth, um, what I saw in the lab did not make me happy. Okay. Because many women are suffering from um, the consequences of um, aluminum deposits in the brain. And this causes Alzheimer's disease and, and forgetfulness. Yes, it does. Um, Th- this and is we- why... This is why I don't use the deodorant.
7: Okay. Well, I'm just trying to find an alternative. So what I do
5: what, what I do, and what my wife does and our children emulate, one thing we do is we never tell our children do this or do that. No. We do it and they will keep working. And then when they, when they see that we have results, they will begin to, to, to emulate our example. That's what we do all the time. So we have been used. I have been using, um um lime I'll be Lime-ing using lime it? lime again okay. with water lime again okay. with water in the same okay. in the same ratio okay
7: okay, mm-hmm. so just yeah. about a quarter cup for to a half cup and then that's correct like a and TV you do stove. that
5: and and then and then for if you if you tend to sweat a lot if you, if you tend to sweat a lot, this is what you do you mm-hmm. you 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 find a small vial. And then you pour it in and you take it to work. Put it, put it in your bag. And then if you realize in your office that you begin to sweat, all you do is just go to the, go to the, go to the bathroom, take a lot of uh, tissue, paper, and then soak mm-hmm. it with your, with your solution and then wipe mm-hmm. that area very well and you are fresh again.
7: Okay. I'll give it a try. I have had an issue for some reason on the left side of my body and I know I'm a science major. I, I go to school, I'm I'm gonna become a doctor myself and into chiropractic. Good. So That's it. Thank you. So thank you, you so you see the
5: natural way the natural way of doing things instead of putting all kinds of chemicals into your body?
7: Yes, yes. Now, and that's why I do heavy research, because this is how I plan on using myself, as you say, uh, like a test dummy. And if I find it tried and true for myself and I research the science, then I can pass exactly. it on to Exactly. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, I'll give that a go. Is there any particular reason for the left side of the body? Um, I know that there's more lymph nodes on the left side of the body. Um, I only have ever, ever, ever had underarm odor on the left side of my body. So is there yeah, any reason why?
5: Yes, you don't forget that the left side of the human body is the left side of the human body is the weakest part of the body. <laughs> oh, that
7: has something to do with it. Okay. I didn't even think about it. Yes, that. Well, yes about the, the, the left, left side is
5: a, Yes, the left side is the weaker part of the body.
7: The weaker part. Hmm. All right. I will sh- okay. Thank you, Doctor Nardi. Yeah, I'm looking okay. forward to yeah, talking to okay. you privately tomorrow, okay?
5: Okay, all right, okay.
3: Thank you, Nicole. Uh, Next caller, uh, Kimberly, 703-926. You're on the air.
8: Greetings, greetings. Good evening, everybody. Thank you very much. Hi, Dr. Marty. How are you?
5: Good evening. I'm fine. Kimberly, good evening.
8: Um, I have a couple of questions for you, but I also have a couple of comments. I want to thank you so much for sacrificing your time and your sleep to be able to educate us. They say that we know more about our cars and about our body, and because symptometry is here now, we have an opportunity to ask questions and get help so that we can begin to feel better because as a massage therapist, I know that, when a person feels better, they put better energy out in the world, and I want to tell you thank you so much for being diligent and true to yourself and coming up with this science that's going to really be able to help us and move the people in a direction that we're more loving towards one another. And I want to say thank you on that.
10: In addition, uh, I want to say,
8: welcome. in addition, I want to say the book I purchased your book, The Downside of Nutrition, and. After reading the book in about three hours, I went to the grocery store today and I said, wow, all the foods that we've been told that are good for us, we're now finding out that there are chemicals associated with these foods that's poison in our bodies and it's really interesting to see um, the information that you put in the book, and I want to say thank you so much for writing it on the eighth grade level. It was like a juicy <laughs> novel for me. <laughs> it was like a juicy novel for me. I couldn't get it. I, I, I got it all down, and I called all my friends, and as you know, you've probably been getting so many phone calls this week because you really made it clear the do's and the don'ts, and now it's up to us to make the decision to uh, do what we need to do so that we can heal our bodies. But I, um, I, wanna, I have a couple of questions on four different topics. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to ask you about drinking water, cellulite, oral sex, and gray hair.
5: Okay, drinking water. Then what? Drinking
8: drinking water, alkaline water. What kind of water should we be drinking? They're saying bottled water is worse than tap water. What is your thoughts about water? <laughs> And what
5: should we be drinking? You know what? Um, This is the United States, and I don't want to generalize. If you live in Chicago, I would recommend that you drink tap water. If you live in St. Louis, I would not recommend that you drink tap water. If you, uh, there are certain places now. I don't want anybody to be mad at me. So there all. I, all I'm saying is, there are places where I don't, I will not drink the tap water. Even in Illinois, even in Illinois, I traveled far south in Illinois, and I will not drink. I, I refuse to drink the tap water. So that's why. I, that's why I I I I prefaced what I said by saying this is America where the, the field is not even there are some places that have good tap water and others that don't have good tap water where they do not have good tap water i recommend that you drink bottle water now what kind of bottle water i drink when i go to new york i don't drink new york tap water you see so i drink bottled water and the kind that i drink is uh ice mountain uh, this is the kind of bottled water that I drink because this was uh, this was one of the twelve that we tested. The another one is Fiji water. Fiji water is is okay. Now alkaline water and another the third one that I tested is H twelve O six H twelve O six that uh, is produced in North Carolina. That was what I tested, and uh, it's very good. Uh, but as far as drinking water is concerned, when I travel. Ice Mountain. That's what I drink. Um, followed by Fiji water. Uh, the other spring water and all that. Um, some of them have too much salt in it. They added too much salt, or they had too much uh, too much magnesium in it. But you will never know this until you go into the liquid chromatography lab so, so that you see everything for yourself. But if you are not privy to such a, uh, such a, such an experience in a lab, you just use common sense. To, to to buy your water. Alkaline water, I, I don't recommend alkaline water because of what I've seen and the people have treat, whom I've treated from alkaline water. And even the seller of alkaline water has today in Illinois, I he still he's still see me for treatment. He's in his second week of treatment now and still he cannot smell and he can he, he cannot smell and he cannot taste anything. Um That is one. Another one also is very tired, very, very tired. I mean, she wakes up in the morning. She has not gone anywhere. She has not even done anything, and she's already exhausted. So I took her off the kanjin water, the alkaline water. And uh, she seems to be doing much better now. She seems to be doing much better. So that's as far as the drinking water is concerned. So we have drinking water, and we have therapeutic water. Therapeutic, therapeutic water is the kind of water that you drink to drive to drive more oxygen into the cells and uh, more nutrients into the cells. H1206 that is produced in North Carolina is what I've seen to be the best therapeutic water so far. Don't drink eight glasses of water a day. I don't recommend that because um, you only give the body what it needs. You never give the body what it does not need. So if you don't feel thirsty, don't drink water because uh, uh, somebody said uh, it's, it's good to drink uh, eight glasses of water a day. Uh, we are we need water in our kidneys. If you keep doing that, you, your kidneys will collapse. You see, you are giving them too much work. So don't do that. So I would I would recommend that uh, you just drink water when you are thirsty. So that's as, as far as water is concerned. What's your second issue? I
8: have one other question about water. Do we have the effect to use um, different tones, like subaudio tones, in order to change the molecular structure of water to soften it?
5: Yes, no, no. I mean, this is this is this is exactly what H1206 uh, did with his machine. You can change the molecular structure of water, but you see, you have to be very careful how to do it, so that you have to do it in a very balanced way. You need you need a lab to do that. You need a machine to do that. You cannot just see that. Mix a few things, and then I see some people even adding a, uh, this is hydrogen peroxide, even hydrogen peroxide into water. I said, <laughs> mean, what is that? You you have to be in a lab to see to see the ions that are released when you add hydrogen peroxide to to ordinary water. You have to see everything in the laboratory. And if you are not in a laboratory, in a lab setting, how are you going to judge? Uh, I mean, the the, the 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 wisdom of what you are doing. So you can change the molecular structure, but it's better to do that under supervision, under uh, where a scientific equipment is involved.
8: Okay. Um, the, thank you very much for that. Um, what about cellulite?
5: Cellulite, cellulite—the kind of the kind of swelling of the of the leg. That, uh, is that what you are referring to?
8: Yeah, where you have all the dimples and the, the it just never go away. Yes,
5: yes, yes. And that that is that is where it forms. That is where forms all kinds of donuts, donuts in the. <laughs> no, that is true. It forms all donuts, donuts around the ankles, donuts or in the calf, donuts here, donuts there. Uh, that is very very difficult to ionize because the body has been abused. It has been abused so severely that uh, it has formed knots. It has formed knots and uh, it's, it refuses to go away. So uh, it takes about three, three, uh, two years to three years to to dissolve to dissolve cellulite. But who who has that that kind of patience? I mean to 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 wait for two years to dissolve something, you know. So the person will just give up and then continue to to carry the the swelling behind the. As I see some people. I see a person who has cellulite with a big swelling, big lump behind the knee, you know, behind the knee. That hole over there. There's a big lump over there, you know. Others have cellulite, you know, sometimes the whole foot that is swollen, the whole foot, the whole leg is swollen, you know, and that is cellulite. Hmm. So so you can do something about it, you can do something about it, but, hey, you have to be patient. I have a woman who suffers from uh, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, and she has cellulite, she has cellulite in her knee. So she's asking me, but Dr. Do Nati, what can I do about this? I said, if you are patient for two years, okay, we'll do that. But if not, all right, but for the, in the meantime, let us work on, on, the, on the other issues so that you, we address this. Drugs, pharmaceutical drugs, pharmaceutical drugs do that. You see, I remember I told you that drugs, uh, pharmaceutical companies use talc as fillers. Talc is asbestos. They also use uh, chlorobenzene, you know, as the base substance of many pharmaceutical drugs. When you have this in the system, and the human body is not made of cars. it's not made of chlorobenzene. What does you expect? You see? What does you expect? You have abused your body to, the, to, to, to that extent. And when the body fights back, you will be the loser.
8: Wow. Okay, my other question is one of my friends texted to me and they want to know. Um, what is your thoughts on oral sex? Is it safe? Should we be doing it? Are there some hormones that are being released? Um, with the the whole suction. Can you give me some feedback? What's your thoughts?
5: Yes, yes. Um as far as oral sex is concerned, uh, one thing I've observed is that uh, I'm treating I'm treating many I'm treating uh, uh many women and many men also um who have um, esophageal herpes. Uh, they have herpes in their throat, and uh, the one, only one question that I asked them, uh, I did not ask them, "Do you do oral sex?" Because if they are smart, they will say no. <laughs> 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 so, so, so I asked them, "So, how often?" How many times a week do you do oral sex? That's, that's always how I ask them. Then I get them. <laughs> <laughs> then, so, they say oh, only twice, oh, only once, this and that. Okay? So, you see, this is what I was talking to you about earlier on. Robin is involved, but natural friction is not involved. This breaks down the immune system. And the area that is most affected, that is where the herpes virus gets uh, gets attached to. And that is the throat. You have a chronic sore throat, you'll you be hawking mucus, and that thing will never go away. Because the herpes virus is also releasing its toxin at the same time. So you have to cure the herpes. You have to remove, I mean, you have to ionize the blockage that are in the throat area before the person will begin to heal. So far, I've only succeeded one. I mean, in one case. I still have about 10 cases that have not have have not I've not succeeded yet. I'm still working on it. So that is what I have to say about oral sex. Uh, it is not natural. It is not natural because a baby does not come to oral sex. It's not natural. But... If people still do it, they have to know that there are consequences.
3: But Dr. Nardi, what about um, what about people who don't have um, herpes or, or any um, type of venereal diseases? What about <laughs> um, a relationship um, with two healthy people? You know, uh, um, can two people who practice asymptometry, can they practice oral sex? What about that? After they cure themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Got, and somebody else might not ask it, but I'm gonna ask it.
10: Okay.
1: You said it's not
5: if,
8: natural. If,
1: if it's not natural. You, you are
5: doing that. You are doing that. You are doing that. You are do, you are engaging in a process that is not natural. And if the cells retaliate, you will be the loser. That's what I said earlier.
3: Okay. Okay. But you said if they retaliate.
5: Yes, if the cells retaliate, you are going to have a weak immune system. And if you have a weak immune immune system...
3: So so, so then we know we have to cut back on the oral sex.
5: Please, I think uh, that is the best thing. And, And the best thing for you to do is make sure that you do nurturing. Make sure that you start massaging each other. Make sure that you arouse each other. Make sure that you are in the right mood. And you don't do that in the, in, in two minutes or three minutes. You don't do yeah. that because you are, not, you, are not, you are not a piece of wood. You are not a piece of iron. Yeah. You are a human being. You are an energy field. You need
4: vibrations. So what what you're saying, Doctor Nari, is essentially is, is that the, the the body has to go through a, pr- a process so that it is ready to ready to receive and and that the stress levels and the and the cortisol levels are down to, to the point where you no know, it's it's not stress is being put on the cell.
5: That's correct. That is exactly that is exactly what I'm saying because uh, you see. You know, I come from I come from a field where we respect the human body so much, and we ha- we know the wonders of the cells so much because of the forces they have. That uh, you know, uh, I- the human body is so sacred. You know, and uh, if you if you, if you begin to uh, to study symptomatry in great detail, you will see that um, uh, we that 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 is the temple of God right there. You know. So, there are laws that are there and once you break these laws, the body is unforgiving. Totally unforgiving.
3: Thank you, Dr. Nardi. Kimberly, was that your last question? Because I got like two more callers behind you.
8: I I have one last question. Thank you so much, Dr. Nardi. This is so awesome. But my last question is about gray hair. I I just want to say this. It seems like all these issues that are coming up, the root cause is that the cell has malfunction is not getting nourishment, so no matter what it is, you're going to provide the centrometry provides the cells the nourishment for it to begin to start to um divide and then healing comes at that point. Is that pretty much it in a nutshell?
5: Yes, but you see one thing i've personally one thing I've personally known and not understood. As far as the cells are concerned is yourself want you to be very knowledgeable in the way they behave now, why is it that I am not able to cure certain issues certain ailments when a person is in is in a nursing home or the person is in the hospice and all that why is because the cells have reached the point of no return. They have given the person the opportunity to change his or her life, to change his or her diet for the past 40 years, 50 years, and they are still waiting, and now they have given up. It's over. So the same thing also applies to the genes. Uh when you begin to have grey hair at the age of sixteen, seventeen, start nourishing your genes as quickly as possible. As quickly as possible. At age sixteen, when you start, when you spot one grey hair,
6: two uh, uh,
5: uh, strands of grey hair, three strands of grey hair, start working on them quickly. If you don't, and you wait until you are forty most of the cells will have given up already. I also have gray hair and but when did I start practicing symptometry? I started practicing symptometry just twenty two years ago. So I am fairly late but I found a particulate that that helps me to to maintain I mean to to, to after I dye my hair at first I used to dye my hair every week, but now I dye my hair every three weeks to every four weeks because I have a particulate that slows down the gray hair, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the 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 release of, 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 of hair that is gray, you see. So I've succeeded partially, but not totally. I still want to succeed totally so that all my hair will be black again I am not there yet. That's why I have not, uh, I have not, I'm, I'm still not, I'm still not dumping my chest yet. But I am getting closer. But it's better than where I used to be.
8: Okay. Thank you very much.
4: You're welcome. Good
8: night. Good night.
4: Good night. I want to make a comment, Kaya, if I may. And um, are you there? Yeah, one of the things that uh, Dr. Nardi expresses about studying in the College uh, American College of Centrometry is that all the prospective students and, and even those that are in the college um, realize that we all have projects and things to do. So, centrometry has lots and lots of things. That, as he says, he has. We have projects for the next ten thousand years. So. Um, so it's definitely a work in progress, and he's brought brought to the table something that we can use to help ourselves get better and better in, in each generation as we build on the knowledge that he's discovered. So um, I think it's really a, a great opportunity to to find out more about ourselves. <laughs>
3: Exactly, and so I agree. And we can get away from the illusion of time. You know, if a brother got his next ten thousand years planned out, a lot of us don't even have our mindset um to live past sixty five or seventy.
1: You know, we're so conditioned
3: to going to funerals and putting people in the ground so early. But well, we're gonna let that be another conversation. that may be next week. We we'll either do the men next week or we're gonna have to talk about death and uh immortality and how many years you know, how many years we actually because his body has got to be built for longer than 70 years. There's no way God course, would have made his course. body to just be at 80. But we're going to say that for next week. I got, I got three more callers, and i got 14 more minutes. Caller from the 607-589. Can I have your name and where you calling from, please?
11: Yes, this is Courtney calling from New York. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, so my question was about um, milk supply and nursing mothers. Um, I had my fifth and sixth children. Couple years ago, and um, for the first time, had an issue with milk supply, and um, tried everything under the sun—from acupuncture to herbs to homeopathy to, you know, everything pumping milk for every like hour to two hours, everything for nine months, and I just you know could not break that wall, and um, I was just wondering what your thoughts are as far as a healthy woman who had a you know a good birth, a healthy pregnancy, and then. Why would you not have a, a milk supply, especially in my case, it was two children. I was thinking there would be an abundance of milk and there was only enough milk for one child. So I was just wondering what your thoughts are
5: Yes, um now when you talk about milk supply, are you referring specifically to breast milk?
11: yes, my my breast milk supply good, that it good, wasn't good. didn't match the amount of people that I birthed it only It was only enough that, for one
5: that's right, okay. Let me ask you a question. Do you do you drink do you drink soy milk?
11: I did, yeah. At that point, I was still drinking soy milk.
5: Okay, so that 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 that, that is that is your problem right there.
11: Okay, and um, okay. that is your problem
5: right there. So what did I do? I did correlation diagnostics. I associated the health disruptor in soy milk with breast milk, and I got and I and I got your answer.
11: That is so fascinating is. because I spoke to so many lactation specialists, La Leche people, everybody, and nobody specifically said, you know, get rid of the soy, do this. It was like I had to jump through all these hoops, <laughs> all kind of stuff, you know. And um, it. And so I was taking it as like, you know, that God had a learning experience because, you know, most people don't have their twins at home. And so I had all these other factors that were right uh, everything was aligned, but that the only thing that had to come out of that experience was um, was a you know a learning factor for me. And I did wind up getting breast milk from other women that I knew to nourish my babies. And then when they were about nine months, then I made my own organic formula from um, grass fed organic Jersey cow milk for the whole milk for their brain development. But it was yeah, a hustle. I would have liked yeah, to have you, skipped it all. Yeah,
5: yeah, you see, you see, this is. This, it, it is sad that you, you didn't know symptometry then, but it, it's okay. It, um, um, anyway, even if you had no symptometry, I was still testing things in the lab and all that, so that's okay. Um, soy milk, I don't recommend soy at all. I don't recommend soy at all. If you are not, as, as last time I said it, if you are not an Asian and uh, uh, you don't have Asian ancestry and uh, ability to, to metabolize msg leaves soil alone genistein msg the combination of msg and genistein these two these are nutrient blockers completely and they will produce so many stones and then the, so so they would twist they would twist the the ducts that 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 produce milk. they would twist it in such a way that you don't have milk that is what genistein does in in soy
11: that's so fascinating. So, especially for me, because I was under the illusion that soy was a health food for oh uh, boy 17 see, years. So it wasn't until I had my fifth and sixth children, and it was so many years of taking in so much soy, that then the problem really manifested. Like, that's is, correct. Is that a, that's okay. correct. That's
5: correct. That's
11: yeah, correct. And, then,
5: pers- and if, if, if I had not worked in the lab, I would not have known it too.
1: Mm-hmm,
5: mm-hmm. Because many nutritionists, many nutritionists just go to school and then they are taught by the professor. They pass the exams and they start practicing nutrition. Nobody steps in a food science lab.
11: Mhm. Well, I'm thankful you are. <laughs> <I guess laughs> <That's not> <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, and then my other question was about. Um, like using fish as a form of protein, how is that like affects women, you know, in, in childbearing years? Uh, uh, issues of that we hear about contamination and mercury and all of these things. Um, what what are your thoughts on that? On okay. fish, women eating if, fish, children eating if,
5: fish. All right. If a woman, if a woman is not in pain, I would recommend salmon because salmon spawns.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: I would recommend eating salmon because salmon spawns. Spawning means after giving, after laying millions, thousands and thousands of eggs, the fish will go and die. You know that is spawning. That's a, that's a terrible way of 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 living this world. After bringing all these new ones into the world, then you have to die. But that is that is how God created them too. So the level of contamination in uh, salmon is almost negligible. Um, um, the. There are other fishes also there other uh, fish also that do their best to avoid contaminated waters because they do not have the capacity to uh, uh, to, to retain uh, PCB uh, uh uh pollinated uh, uh by phenol, you know. Pro, um, I think what is pro pollinated by phenol, yeah, PCB. And uh, they don't have that ability. Mercury are not a one. And then they have, they are, they are also, there's also dioxin, which is a very toxic chemical that causes cancer. They do not have the ability to retain that. So tilapia is, is one of them. But we, nowadays, you have people who farm tilapia. So you have to be very careful what kind of tilapia you are buying. Because any farmed fish is uh, treated with uh, formalin. And formalin is the drug that is used. And uh, to treat uh, this, this, and it's not, it's not very healthy. So it's kind of very dicey. That is very dicey.
11: Okay, because I have a plan com- to, to raise tilapia on our farm. So I'm really glad that you said that, Doctor Nerni. I am so glad that you said that. Okay. But you
5: see, that that is that is what you do as a scientist. You see, uh, I'm impartial and I say things like uh, uh, as they are, and then uh, let the chips fall where they may. You see, so if you are raising tilapia, find a way to farm tilapia in such a way that uh, uh, you can you, you you do not use you do not use any chemical. You see, there is no problem. Everything is an opportunity for you to excel.
1: Mm-hmm. Find
5: a way, find a genial way to nourish this tilapia so that they will become healthy, and uh, and then they will be they will be very good to eat.
11: And there's another master scientist on the scene in the in the agricultural world who's doing just that. Um Will Allen, he does amazing work Yes, with, yes, um, Yes. Uh-huh. So yes, that's yes. what i that's my destiny. Okay. <laughs> you see? <it>? That's <laughs> yes. it. all
3: right. Thank you. All right, thank you Courtney. I got to get these uh, last you. two calls in. Uh, we only got 6 minutes left. Thank you. Thank you. All right, uh, Doc, how are we going to do this? And I'm going to open the line up to these two callers at the same time. We're going to take both of their questions, and then I'm going to let you okay. go out with it. That's uh, fine. fine.
1: Okay.
3: Caller from the 803-439. Uh, can I get your name, please? Caller from the 803-439. I hear you clearing your throat, but I, but you're not saying nothing okay, don't worry about it uh Carol two zero two six two seven you uh the mic is open
10: great um two uh good evening, everyone. Two questions I have a couple of clients in their middle forties want to have children, but their doctors are speaking against it. That's one, I would like to know your opinion on that, and two, I have a friend from Jamaica <laughs> who takes the line and cuts the line in quarters and inserts a quarter. Now, what I did not ask her is, did she take the uh, peeling no no no, off?
5: no, 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 uh, no. Okay, I got the first part. The second part, uh, the second part. Uh, who, the, the first part, mid mid-fort, forties we want to have children. The <laughs> second part is what?
10: Uh, about the lime, uh, taking the actual lime and cutting it and then inserting it. Inserting it is where? It with the quarter. Uh, the birth canal.
5: The second, oh, he yeah, oh. the whole lime into oh. the birth canal. Yes, she
10: she um, said that. She, yes, she said that's a practice that they do in Jamaica. I did not ask her if she takes off the um, peeling or did she insert the peeling as well.
5: Okay. Um, when when this was, do, do you remember I said you have to dilute it because we tested it and it was too acidic.
10: Okay. Okay.
5: You see, the pH of the pH of the skin is between 5.5 and 6.5. And when we inserted when we use the lime, this by itself, it it was 3.6, and whereas The the acidity of the stomach is 2.5, very close to the uh, the acidity of the stomach. That is very very high, very high.
10: Okay. And 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 then that. As far
5: as as the as far as the 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 first question that you asked,
10: about
5: the women in the mid-40s. Yes, yes, the women in the mid-40s. You see, um, some doctors use limited knowledge. We, in symptometry we use expanded knowledge. And they did not have the opportunity, those physicians who said uh, it, it doesn't make sense to, to, to bring children into this world if you are in the mid-40s, these are people who think that by the age of 65, or 55 to 60, your body is already falling apart, and then by 70, you are dead. We don't, we don't subscribe to this, to, to this myopic or limited uh, perspective. We don't do that. Keep living. Keep living. You'll be around for a long time. And even when you are 90 years old, your child will be 32, 33, 40. Yes, you'll still be healthy and strong enough for your child, to, to, to be around for your child. Therefore, this idea of being, if you're in the mid-40s, it is, I mean, it's not recommended that you have a child. I'm sorry, it's too narrow-minded.
10: Okay. Thank you.
5: You're welcome.
4: Thank you, Doctor Nadi, for answering that question because that was one of the original questions I had for you some, you know, months ago. So, oh, I see, I see. Yeah. yeah. No,
5: you see that uh, that the, uh if so, so long as a woman knows the rules of health and she knows how to nourish her, her skin, her, her her liver, her pancreas, everything, her eyes, and everything. I mean, and she stays away from citric acid and so on and so forth, she will not have any problem.
3: Dr. Nardi, can you quickly give them the number to contact Symptometry, please?
5: Yes. The number is... Uh